0: Brain Buster Boys are brought to you by
1: Visionaries Global Media Your number one source for
2: podcasting entertainment Visionaries
1: Global Media Envisioning excellence on a global scale
0: Yeah, this version of it was, was, was the Benny Hill Theme by, by TV themes, which yeah. we knew that okay. it.
1: See that—that's what my understanding of it was. And then we yeah, were I'm talking about
2: like—is TV how bad of a, how badass of a band name would TV themes be?
3: TV themes be? That'd be pretty good.
2: <laughs> Rather than the general right. like these are TV themes, like coming uh-huh. to the stage TV themes. Well, Do well, they play ha-
0: TV themes? Well, yeah, if for the Halloween some. show, if they're if if they had a Halloween show, like it would be dead set for them. Wouldn't right, even have to think, right. you know. People be coming to their
1: concert expecting like different strokes theme song and stuff yeah. like that. It's just their original
0: bullshit. Or it's, it's just
2: like, all sackety yakety sacks.
0: Oh, that's like the encore or something like that, or this last song before the encore. You know what it would have right. to be...
2: It's gonna blow the roof off the place. Yeah. All right, welcome to the Brain Buster Boys, episode 95. My name is
0: Brett Jagger, along with Beaumont Rand hey i'm blending into the background hey it's wild cool it's pretty wicked yeah right into mean gene right into me well yeah unfortunately he's cut off right now i just got rick flair and heenan yeah who who look like Nightcrawler? you know yeah. with all this hell yeah even though oranges.
2: uh you can't see it it looks tight but uh yeah yeah we're back it's weird uh we're we've recorded our entire episode but we're doing the intro at the very end um very end at the very end but uh mm-hmm. yeah we're here we're doing a little uh royal rumble preview i guess watching some old rumble matches
0: a, a royal rumble review r-e-v-u-e like the, like bob dylan's rolling thunder oh, review
2: there you are there yeah. you are yes be cool. but before we get into it definitely wanted to take a moment to say rest in peace to jay briscoe yes Definitely a horrible and tragic thing that happened. Um, yeah, just it's that was a tough one to swallow for sure. Obviously, it's been about a week or so now. But yeah, it sucks. All love and support and everything to his family and friends and especially his daughters that I know are in recovery from the tragic accident as well. Mm-hmm. Just terrible stuff. Um, I want to shout out our boy High Five Tom, who put out a great Jay Briscoe tribute episode here on Visionaries Global Media. Definitely the biggest Briscoes fan I know, and I know he'd gotten the chance to meet Jay.
0: That's where I'd heard of him from. Yeah, you know, yeah. So son, yeah, much.
2: actually wanted. I think it was uh, Diesel and Chad that it maybe when we were on with them the first time. I think we talked about them because like, okay. They, at the time, I remember I'd like seen you know of course knew who the briscoes were had seen maybe a few matches but not too much but i remember those two specifically saying like these guys are fucking awesome check them out and then like as we got to know tom more like him specifically like driving that point home and you know through a lot of the pandemic when i was digging deep into old ring of honor and tna and japanese wrestling what have you like definitely watch my fair share of the briscoes and Fast forward to this past year. I mean, that trio trilogy of matches with F T R, you know, some of the best tag team matches of all time and just you know, thank you, Jay, to everything you for everything you did. I mean, it's insane that he was only thirty eight years old and I know had yeah. been wrestling for so long and accomplished so much. But yeah, uh, since
0: since like eighteen you know, like yeah. I, like I remember we we calculated it out and yeah, it was like early twenties, like teen you know. Yeah, it, they
2: they were teenagers for sure yeah. when they both started, but yeah, he definitely leaves behind an incredible legacy. And I mean, ever since his passing, I mean, similar to Mr. Brody Lee, like all the stories of support and, you know, everything coming about how he was such a great guy, such a great dad, such a great family man. Um, yeah, it's just a fucking shame and okay. uh, makes you realize how uh, how short this could all end. So call mm-hmm. your call your friends, family, tell love them you them. love them, yeah. hug them. Yeah. This sucks.
0: Yeah, no, it was just, you know, I remember when you texted me, it was just, you know, completely out of the The last thing I expected to, to hear at that moment. Yeah. You know, and especially just having watched, like, you know, I don't know if I watched all three of the FTR matches, but we did one of them, that really nasty, bloody affair. Yeah, the dog, you know, double
2: dog collar.
0: The double dog collar, yeah. And just, you know. I believe we did the, the the one with him versus the Young Bucks and um, SCU. SCU. Yeah. yeah. Again, another great match. Final I mean, battle you know.
2: 2018. We reviewed yeah. that with Tom actually. Yeah. And yeah. he referenced that match on his episode as one of his favorites of all time. Um, but, you know, we will be at dynamite tomorrow in Lexington, mm-hmm. Kentucky. I know this episode will be out after this even happens, but we're right. excited to be there and, Luckily, fortunately, Tony Khan was able to pull some strings because Jay Briscoe had been, for lack of a better term, banned from AEW television by Warner Media due to past homophobic comments he'd made literally like a decade ago. It's a shame that that was the case, but I'm glad that they're because it had initially come out that they wouldn't even let Mark on TV. Obviously, that's not the case. So and, you know, everything about Jay and what he had done, like everyone had said, like, yeah, that was he's different, man. He's changed. And I know he'd apologized, you know, a million times over. Yeah. But we will get to see Mark Briscoe versus Jay Lethal on Jay Briscoe's birth. What would have been his 39th birthday? And I'm sure it's going to be a very emotional night. But I'm very happy that we'll be able to be in the building for it.
0: Yeah. No, I'm really excited about that too. I mean, not just, you know, for the first Kentucky show, but just to be able to see this. And I mean, damn, I mean, to his brother, I mean, wrestling, you know, so shortly after a horrible tragedy, yeah. but uh, you know, I, you know, kind of wonder, you know, kind of trying to, I mean, literally impossible for myself to put myself in his shoes or to think. Yeah. I'm trying to think what he's thinking right now. But, you know, maybe he feels like his brother would have wanted him to, like, you know, take in the ring to yeah. uh, to honor him that way. You know, and so if that is the case, then Godspeed, you know, th- this is going to be a uh, obviously very emotional affair.
2: Yes. Yes, it will. And yeah, this sucks. But let's turn the page. Uh, we had ourselves a pretty big weekend eh?
0: oh we did oh boy (laughs) you know it was just another one of those good old hoedown throw them down smack you down i still have shane's shirt i guess i'm i guess i'm gonna have it for good and he's gonna have mine you know until next we meet yeah but uh but yeah what what a what a fun night you know what what a great show i mean we went and saw houndmouth play one of their two uh hometown shows at the whirling tiger which is a small venue down in Butchertown in louisville we got to see intimate's not the right word for it because it was a pretty raucous you but know, more
2: like, intimate of a venue yeah. that they're usually playing these days you know right yeah yeah so it was
0: close and there wasn't a lot of people but i mean it was like a big you know fun rock and roll show oh and, yeah. Uh, yeah i mean you know i had a blast it was an excellent show and um, yeah a fun late night <laughs> yes <laughs>
2: Uh, and then we rolled right into the old Bengals throttling the Bills, which was just fucking awesome to see. Most complete game that team maybe played all year. and uh, Pretty much. I mean, ne- not for one second did I ever feel like that game was in doubt because we no, obviously I'm, got the lead on that opening drive. And, and then went up by
0: two scores and then never really relinquished. Yeah, that was uh, uh, that, that, a lot uh, of fun. You know, no, sure. yeah, I mean, like, you know, they were just moving the ball, just imposing their will, just sort of whatever um, phrase you have for for utter dominance, really. You know, uh, really, uh, you know, especially with the makeshift offensive line with a bunch of second stringers. <laughs> yeah, and they Joe dominated. And, yeah. And then, uh, you know, our corners, you know, like, oh, t- Taylor Britt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, especially him, you know, really nice, like just shut down game. And then we've you got know, a mad digs, scientist, to Josh Allen. we've yeah, got a Luana mad Ruma.
2: scientist named Lou Anarumo.
0: Yeah, we were saying at about five on uh, <laughs> on Sunday on Sunday morning that he
2: was up he, scheming while we were still partying.
0: That's yeah, yeah. And he was down blitzes. He was dialing up blitzes, and you know if we could have been at Orchard Park, we we would have. And yeah. we thought about it. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, we, we. We fantasized about it. That, that's a, that's yes, well, that's a better. So we made it, it but... out
2: of the divisional weekend without COVID this time. Oh, that's great! Yeah, <laughs> you know, I was kind of
0: whatever. You know, I was walking. What was it? Uh, yesterday on Monday, and I was just sort of like, you know, well, what if? I was like, yeah. you know, what if? You know, I I come home and I eat dinner. And I'm like, I can't taste any of this stuff. You know, so <laughs> well. Um... I
2: fortunately no COVID, but I've been dealing with this fucking ear infection yeah. since Friday night and not getting any better. And on my second round of antibiotics, but fuck Mm-mm-mm. yeah i'm surviving but uh yeah. yeah hell of a weekend hell of a performance by the Bengals, and we've yes. got the showdown at arrowhead the rematch from last year's afc oh. championship what, what, what did
0: that guy outside of wrestle on, um, on site on, on site on fucking site yeah, yeah what well, it is on site i
2: think we did talk about this uh on the wrestle arts episode but yeah i was wearing my Bengals jacket at that show we we're out front during intermission and there was a chiefs fan and we were having some you know good-natured banter and yeah basically saying we're gonna beat the bills and we've already beaten your ass <laughs> he's like i will right, yeah. we'll see an arrowhead
0: on site I'm like, He's we like, beat you there last year, motherfucker. Yeah, like last year, yeah. Well, and the funny, it, he he started it, too. He waded yeah, into all of this because you were wearing your sure. Bengals jacket. He's like, oh, yeah, Bengals jacket. Yeah. You know, and what are you supposed to do? Like, ignore him? Yeah. You know, and you were just like, oh, yeah, you know, Bengals. Yeah, you know, we're. I'm, I'm a Chiefs um, fan.
2: Oh, I'm site. Yeah,
0: yeah he, he, he totally started that. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't feel like we got any bad karma from that. I feel like oh, that's no. all on this dude, you know, yeah. so. So but yeah, gonna
2: be a fun game. We've got a hobbled Patrick Mahomes. The line has already swung in our it's opened at AC minus one. It's now Bengals by two and a half. Yeah, so. I saw
0: some um, you know, one of those stupid sports Twitter accounts that's like, who do you think's gonna win the game? Yeah. You know. So I clicked one of those. Um I believe it was yesterday when I was out on a walk. So I had a very eventful walk. Um, but um I scrolled through it, you know, just curious. And yeah, I would say a good Two thirds to seventy percent of the responses were in favor of the Bengals, and I mean these are just regular Jimmys, Joes, and James. Yeah, but, well, yeah. Um, and, uh, I mean that, that that you know at least seemed to me like a good indi- like a you know an apt indicator of what people are feeling. I think people are are buying in, you know, and I think people are just know that I mean the Bengals are playing, you know, whenever they play well. I mean, I mean, like, haven't
2: I, lost I, since Halloween for God's yeah. sakes.
0: yeah, and I mean um, all of our losses too are kind of. Fluky. I mean, like, Simone I mean, ex- honestly, yeah.
2: except that Browns one, they beat the tar off us yeah. on yeah. Halloween, and, but yeah, and, and, the, and the, the all...
0: Ravens. I mean, Lamar had an amazing game yeah. and that was on the road, but I mean the first two though, I mean the first two, we were just getting her sea legs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But it's been a hell of a year. I mean, this team certainly more equipped than last year's, Um you know, not a fluky run. Cause that's been proven that it wasn't, but this team is better than last year, more experienced than last year. Even with a hobbled offensive line, that line is still better than that group we were trotting out there last year. Yeah. The one, not a concern, but just note to bring up is like what I think has made this team so great the last two years is that the nobody believes in us theory, you know, and everyone thought last season was a fluke and they've proved everyone wrong. Mm -hmm. But now we're the favorites in this game and everyone's thinking we're going to win. But that's not going to change their attitude for sure. But just from nope. like a fan perspective, it's like now this narrative has flipped so dramatically that we're favored mm-hmm. by two and a half points going right. into Kansas City, which obviously wouldn't be the case if Mahomes was one hundred percent. But. Yeah going to be a fascinating game that's for sure
0: <laughs> and i still think we're in the position of dethroning them i mean just like you know we had looked up whenever we were watching the game Five on straight a AFC sunday yeah yeah yeah. so, so it, it is us doing the dethroning so we are kind of in the uh challengers uh, yeah position even though we did uh,
2: beat them last yeah. year in this exact <laughs> game but
0: right yeah yeah like in a cumulative way You know, I would say, you know, over the past five years, we're still in that, you know, especially even when you talk about like, you know, these quarterback rankings sort of where Burrow is, um, you know, and what a win against Mahomes would do for not just our team, but his his stature going forward.
2: Yeah, I mean, I saw like, just beat Allen handily. I mean, yep. I think pretty much Mahomes, Allen Burrow kind of regarded as the top three, obviously with Jalen Hurts year that he had this year, he's got to be right up there in that mix, too. But mm-hmm. just beat Allen three and zero against Mahomes. You go into KC and win again, like hard to yep. say Burrow's not the creme de la creme, the cream of the crop, the best quarterback in the league.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you would certainly have a claim after that. Obviously, you know, so I...
2: got to win a Super Bowl still, but like you know, that's not necessarily an indicator. But
0: no, no, but it I think we help. still, yeah, I think you know that's just still part of our you know just kind of underdog sauce that we still yeah, got going. You know, I don't sure. think that's completely. You no, know, it's not gone by wins. Any yeah, case, yeah, but... I still think I still think it's an integral part of the the DNA here, and that Bills win didn't entirely uh, erase it.
2: Yeah, good point. So mm-hmm. if let's say we do win. Who would you rather face, the Eagles or the Niners?
0: It's a really good question. Um, I think the Niners probably, across the board, have the you know best roster in the league. And I think you know, um, I mean, Brock Purdy's been good. I think they said you know we talked about Jimmy G, you know, Ed nauseum all weekend, um, or at least I did. Um, so, um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, you know, uh, I want to say Philadelphia just because yeah, I think the Niners just have some. Some fucking weapons that I think, you know, uh, if they really kind of got going, I, you know, I think that could, you know, be a lot of trouble because, I mean, you have like McCaffrey, you have Debo Samuel, you have a pretty decent receiving core, you have Kittle, um, you know, no matter who the quarterback is, if you just can kind of get one of those guys really going, then then you're in trouble. But I think I would rather take the, the, the Eagles, you know, just because there's just a little like less playmakers, I think they're, you know, something that would be a little bit more manageable. Um, despite Hurts you know probably being better than either uh Purdy or Jimmy G Oh, you know I think that 49ers team yeah yeah but I think uh, you know that Niners team is probably in terms of roster across the board probably the most like well balanced in, in the league so I think I would take Philadelphia
2: yeah so coming into this week before this weekend I would have said Philly pretty much hands down yeah but granted they beat the piss out of the Giants and then the Niners you know, didn't look as great against um, that good Cowboys pass rush. But I think I'm leaning towards Niners more for, you know, as much for the narrative of it, of the only two previously to last year, the only two Super Bowls, the Bengals had been to, they lost to the Niners. Mm -hmm. So I think it would be really cool to beat the Niners. And at the end of the day, it still is a quarterback driven league. And Jalen Hurts strikes a little more fear into me than Brock Purdy, even with all yeah. those playmakers. Both are good defenses. I mean, it's they're both ob- – they're the two best teams in the NFC and mm-hmm. the two best teams in the AFC. I think we definitely proved that this past weekend. So bring it on. Yeah, I, I saw a stat here. Let me pull it up because I recently just texted it to my brother. Just about the quarterback records coming into this weekend.
0: Oh yeah, Purdy's is something real stupid. So here it is: yeah, the four yeah.
2: conference championship teams are a combined thirty-five and two with their current QB starting since November first. Burrow ten and zero, Purdy seven and zero, Mahomes ten and one, Hurts eight and one. And Mahomes only lost to Burrow in the Bengals. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we've got a hell of a final four here. I think. Like I was just saying, pretty clear, the top two teams in each conference. It's gonna be a fun weekend.
0: Yeah, no, it is gonna be a, a big hoot. You know, I, I you know, like I said, I'm no I'm gonna definitely try, you know, like 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 when I say try, I mean probably definitely, you know, barring any sort of crazy uh new plan to um come and partake in the festivities. We got the late game this year, which will be interesting. I know yeah. I have to work the next day, but whatever.
2: Yep. Okay, well, real quick before we get into the Rumble uh, Recall thing, uh, let's—I'd almost forgotten—but let's do a very quick picks for this weekend's Royal Rumble show, which we'll be finding time to watch at some point. But um, you know, likely we'll be—I mean, we will be reviewing this next week. We're not Mm -hmm. sure when we'll be recording yet. I just typed Mm -hmm. in Royal Royal twenty twenty three Royal (laughs) Royal. Okay, so 2023 Royal Rumble, still only five matches official. I didn't watch Raw last night, but we'll skip the two Rumble matches for now. But we've got Bray Wyatt versus L.A. Knight in a Mountain Dew pitch black match, (laughs) which no one knows what the fuck that is. But who you got?
0: (laughs) I'm down. Uh, Let's go L.A. Knight. Fuck it. Hell yeah.
2: Yeah. I'll pick Bray Wyatt, but yeah. I'd like to see L.A. Night win. Um, I don't watch SmackDown Weekly by any means. I think they've dropped the ball with the Bray Wyatt stuff. I mean, it's just been going on for so long with really nothing happening here. I know they've got this new Uncle Howdy character, but yeah, I've kind of fallen out of interest with it. But maybe this match will bring me back in. But, uh, yeah, an L.A. Night win to me would be more interesting, but I'll officially pick Bray Wyatt. So. All right, we've got um, a match that we're reviewing uh, later this episode from six years ago, uh, Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens. Singles match for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship.
0: Roman. Yeah. yeah.
2: Obviously, I'd love to see KO win, but this but, yeah, ain't it's the not, time. Yeah, no, it is not the time. No, but it should be another great match. Um, also, like the one they had at 2021 Royal they they've got a heck of a Royal Rumble feud here going.
0: Dude, they're rumblers, Ugh,
2: ramblers and rumblers. We've got Bianca Belair defending the Raw Women's Championship against Alexa Bliss.
0: Uh, I don't know. I, I guess is Alexa Bliss like really like that championship? Game? Has she had a belt before? She
2: yeah, like she held it quite a few times in like the seventeen eighteen era ish, and I know. Um, she she's been having kind of some weird shit going on with her character, like callbacks to the fiend type of stuff. Uh Um, But it's made her character more intriguing and dark, right? Where she was just kind of the baby face on Bianca's team when they were feuding with damage control. She's at least had some intrigue, but
0: yeah, I'll still go with Bianca though.
2: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think they're setting up her versus Rhea Ripley for WrestleMania, whether that means Rhea winning the rumble or they fi- they've they already kind of had some beef, So um, let's just go right to the Women's Rumble. I know there's not really like a list or anything, but uh, I'm going to pick Rhea Ripley. Yeah, I'm going to pick Rhea Ripley too. Yeah, there's I mean, she's just had too. such an awesome year, you know, in the Judgment Day. And even while she was still injured, just being such a commanding presence on the mic and everything she's been doing with her little cuck boy, Dominic Mysterio, like she's yeah. just been so great. Um, like I said, I think she challenges Bianca at WrestleMania regardless, but I think she deserves a win at the Royal Rumble here. And I think it would be great to see. Yeah,
0: no, I think she needs like that big, like, you know, big moment. She deserves it. And the men's Royal Rumble. I mean, is that going to be Cody? Is that Cody time? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon.
2: And I've admittedly haven't been watching as much WWE into the new year here, but Frankly, I don't even know, like, who the other, like, candidates are that people are thinking might win this year.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, but who's Roman already had a feud with in Dispatch? Like, Drew McIntyre, Lesnar, yeah. you know. The
2: only I other mean, one I think you know. could make sense would be Rollins.
0: Rollins, yeah, that that's kind of where mine was going, too.
2: But, like, they still have the belts unified.
0: Like, mm-hmm.
2: it just makes it that much more difficult, I think. They need they need to split the belts, but anyway.
0: I if it was, like, Kobe. Big Bob? Yeah. <laughs> This a bit, big Bob. That'd be, that'd be, I actually, I think that'd be pretty tight.
2: Yeah. I think, I think he, in theory, had a match last night, but again, I didn't, I haven't watched it. I'll, I'm going to
0: watch, it was the 30th
2: anniversary of raw. I heard it was pretty good. I heard, I know the undertaker came and like had words with Bray Wyatt. So I was just seeing pictures of that, but anyway, I'll pick Cody too. I mean, it just seems that that's what they've been building towards this whole time. So.
0: Yeah, especially him coming off that injury. I mean, will this be his first match since? Yeah, and they've uh, already been
2: showing like vignettes, kind of hyping it up and everything. So, Mm. yeah. But we'll see. It's going to be fun. Um, We likely won't be watching it Saturday night because I'll be working. Unless you do end up coming up that night and we do it after the fact. But regardless, we'll find time to watch it this weekend.
0: Yeah, probably that or or Sunday uh, before the games. Yeah. So, hell
2: yeah. All right. Well, let's get into it. Shoot it. Okay, it is time for, I don't know if we're going to call it Rumble Recall or Royal Recall, but I guess you'll know by the time this comes out. But we're here. It's Royal Rumble Week, and we're going to dip back a little bit and review some old matches from rumble shows not necessarily rumble matches but just great matches on the shows and boy we've got a big one to start with here don't we buddy
0: yeah we do we do have a very big disgusting bloody barbed wirey one and you know because it's so graffiti dis- lot, a lot of graffiti oh, yeah. in those and annals, because it's so know?
2: disgusting i couldn't think of one man <laughs> to bring on and that would be our friend kyle from the apron bump welcome oh. to the brain buster boys brother yeah
1: Oh man, it's an honor to be here. Uh, I do classify myself as the barbed wire uh, board of podcasting, so okay, yeah. it's, it's an appropriate intro.
0: The barbed wire bump. Yes. Oh, yeah. there's something. B-B-
1: I did one no, of those B-W-B. this weekend.
2: I was like, is that BBB? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Uh, yeah. It's a pornhub category. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, dear. Well, hey, uh, glad to have you here. Uh, I was on your show. Shit, when was that? Back in the fall? I don't even know.
1: Time is just... (laughs) It's not even real, it
0: feels like, sometimes. This... Since could have been World last month, could have been six months ago. You're I don't honestly, know. you're absolutely oh, right. Oh, it was one month ago I released that Greg Goldman thing, and that feels like ages ago. I know. Mm. Like, God, like, like an eon. Like well, we crazy. had
2: a great time talking oh, Progress yeah. Chapter 23 on your show. I've certainly listened to a handful of other episodes, and uh, you're a pretty Thank funny you know. guy. And like oh, I said, stop. just nasty, disgusting guy, too. Oh, you nasty yeah. <laughs> him. I'll I'll take that as a compliment. Unfortunately, no Jack Sexsmith and Mr. Kako here, but we do have the auteur of Mr. Sacco, even though he doesn't make an appearance. But we are talking from Royal Rumble 2000, Triple H versus Cactus Jack in a street fight for the WWF Championship. (sighs) And I was just telling Kyle before we hit record that, Bo, you had never seen this match until about an hour ago. And uh, as typically we do on these, uh, if you recalls, I always like to kind of just get your thoughts top down of what we just witnessed. And uh, this was some peak attitude era shit, was it not?
0: Oh, it was, you know, and kind of like beyond sort of the context of that you know i'm thinking okay tax i've seen that before yeah i haven't seen barbed wire around a pole but i've seen barbed wire in a pole before you know like i've seen like fighting out of the ring and getting you know like 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 like, um announcer table bumps and and things like that you know like a lot of stuff but like how this sort of all kind of like combined and came together you know it just felt like this was the classic cohesive definitive version of using all these things, of having very, all these very items. Well
2: done, put together, match. And not tax. Yeah. Remember, the king called it a sandbag? A sandbag. Oh, the sandbag. <laughs> he
0: said there are thousands of them, too. And he's and like, what I like, is well, that, a sandbag? Don't worry, it's just sand. I'm yeah. sure of it. It's like, were... I
2: don't know, king. I don't know.
0: And yeah. He said there are thousands of them. I don't know if it's seen anyone. Thousands! Yeah. And I, then I don't know if I've seen someone go face first into him, and I'm sure they have, and I'm sure like this is just my limited view of this. I at forgot that time, he did. at that he time. I for, don't yeah. think
2: Kyle. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't remember that happening because tax were still relatively dude, and it's, new yeah. in early 2000.
1: This whole match yes. was very novel. And and, and in the scope of like where the timeline
2: is, because absolutely
1: attitude era, you said it's peak attitude era, but we haven't even reached the TLC matches yet. I think they had the hardcore title at this. Yeah, that was like
2: late 99. I'm pretty sure. But that Mm
1: -hmm. was almost like more like slapstick kind of stuff backstage. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yes, (laughs) this is definitely the first time I guess hell in a cell and stuff has happened. But just the plunder that was involved Mm -hmm. in this match was something that they had never done, especially in a main event. Or a world title match like this, so yeah, it was it was ago. insane to watch, even in hindsight.
2: Oh yeah, and I'm pretty sure we had watched this show live as kids because one of our buddies mm. had the illegal black box where you could get like the pay per views. Nice. And I, why I remember that is if you recall earlier in the show, obviously we didn't watch it, but they had the Miss Rumble bikini contest, which Ooh, May yes. Young, at eighty something years old, got her titties out.
1: <laughs> oh she my god.
2: So, I like think if you go back and watch it, it'll like have a big censored thing over it. But we oh, saw that shit live and they were down to her waist. The saggiest titties you'll ever see. Still in your, in your life. spank bank though, Exactly. Right? Yeah. But that's <laughs> you like, can the cut one... out your memories. Yeah, yeah. Like that's the one thing like I remember watching this show live because of that. And of course the match too. But like I've since watched that match so many times. But mm-hmm. incredible stuff. Kyle, what's kind of your story with this match? Obviously you're a an old school fan. You've been reviewing yeah. all the old stuff. Mm-hmm. I know you're not quite the 2000, but were right. you watching the product at this time or kind of what's your history with this match and really just kind of this time yeah. era? Absolutely. Yeah. This is
1: what I was really revving up as a wrestling fan. I mean, yeah. I was only six years old at this point, <laughs> but uh, yeah. I start I, st- I stumbled upon wrestling when I, in like 99 ish. <laughs> okay. And I think my parents might've had a black box kind of deal too. Cause I, I just got, I put the pay per view channel on and the stuff played. Yeah. So, and that's how I kind of found out go. about yeah. wrestling. And this is one of those shows. I was like, oh, I'm going to watch this. And uh I mean, I don't have distinct memories of watching it live, but I have gone, like you, I've, I've rewatched it a bunch of times. And uh I was telling you in DMs, I think this might be Triple H's best match or at least top three for sure. I think. I would agree.
0: Wow. And yeah, like, I, it, damn. So like, I guess what would his other two good ones be, you know, like, because, you know, I, I guess, you know, they even described in the match. I know like the announcers are extremely prone to hyperbole, but like mm-hmm. best oh, really? technical wrestler out there and stuff like that. So yeah. it's like it's curious that like his top one of his top three matches is like just a big bloody street fight. If we're being girl.
2: honest, most of his best matches are mm. big blood. I, like the others yeah. that came to my mind were the Hell in a Cell against Undertaker at yep. WrestleMania 28. I, the one with Shawn yes. Michaels is the referee. I, I kind of watched that recently, too. And that yeah. match holds up unbelievable. Too. Yeah. Um, there's a Batista Hell in a Cell match in like 2005 from like mm-hmm. Vengeance, maybe. There's a so. yep. Stone Cold 2001. Uh, it's a three stages of hell match. So, so I actually watched that match kind of recently, and it's not as good as you remember. It's probably. been a while since I've yeah. seen it, but yeah.
1: It but, doesn't match the intensity of the feud, in my opinion.
2: Yeah. Rock Triple H at SummerSlam 98, the ladder match, was kind really of one of the big ones that really kind of elevated yeah. him in um, all of these matches involving weapons. So like, if wow, we're totally. talking like straight up, Honestly, one of my favorites is the opener of WrestleMania 30 when Daniel Bryan beat him for the title, which was post his like everyday career. But Mm -hmm. Triple H certainly had an interest. He was never like among my favorite guys. I mean, I loved him. So I started watching wrestling in 97. So DX. So I loved Triple H then. Right, that's what I remember
0: of, him from, mostly from, you know, my yeah. little you know, my little that's what you were watching. kind of watching when you were yeah. a kid too, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was definitely that, like, that was sort of, you know, what my, like, main memory of Triple H was, I yeah. guess, before now all this and ownership and whatnot, I would say so. this
2: is definitely my favorite Triple H match, easily, and as we've just kind of said, one of his best as well. But, uh, yeah, shall we? Uh, shall we get into it here, fellas? Let's get, did let's you go. guys both watch the opening uh, video package? I did. Yeah. I did. I wanted
1: yeah. to kind of recalibrate yes. like what the storyline and Which stuff was. It was a
2: big one because the this yeah. was the birth of the what they called both the McMahon Helmsley era. Uh-huh. Triple H and Stephanie first getting together, although they weren't married in real life here, not for like another three years. I don't you, think. You, even
0: correct. though she had the hyphen in Helmsley, there, correct. So I guess they just encased. Yeah, it that was there. just uh, part of
2: the storyline. Well, and Triple H actually uh, drugged her and took her to a drive-through wedding in Las Vegas and got married wow. to her that way. As
1: any good love story starts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know,
0: uh, give me give me uh, wrestling storylines that have aged well for one thousand years. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> so
2: that happened, and that was like when Triple H was feuding with Test, who was about. Out to marry Stephanie and then mm-hmm. he married her and then they ended up getting together and running rough shot over all of WWF as you could see firing Mick, F- Mick Foley I always loved the bit when they do the have a bad day and it's like Triple H playing <laughs> Terry Funk and someone else playing Mankind's like you stink, You stank at the joint up! <laughs> I
1: completely <laughs> forgot about that like in the video package it was like Cactus Jack versus Mankind it was yeah. like such a weird image I don't remember
2: <laughs> at all Always loved this video package because it really does encapsulate it too. And, oh, yeah, you know, you had him get fired, and then you have The Rock, which let's not forget had a huge feud with mankind the year prior, mm-hmm. end of '98 through the beginning of '99. Now he's coming out to stand up for him, brings the whole roster. We're going to walk out if you don't reinstate him. They do. And then it's the whole, well, you beat my ass last week. I don't know if I could take you in a street fight but this guy can, and he reveals the Cactus Jack shirt. And uh, Triple H is just fucking scared immediately. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that's that. Madison Square Garden, the stage is set. But uh, yeah, I really like this video package to kind of get you into the match.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's surreal because, I mean, personally, I've been watching a lot of old ECW, and I'm watching, the time period I'm in, you know, uh, Cactus Jack is still in ECW. So it's surreal to see, like, Within like four years or so, he has transcended and now he's main eventing Madison Square Garden in the WWF as Cactus Jack. So to me, it really was easy to kind of like, oh, this guy's Cactus Jack is the real deal. And Triple H, I feel like put over like how um, how intense this guy was, like him and mankind were completely different people, basically.
2: Yep. Yep. Yeah. um, So I think that's pretty much all we got here. Then uh, I don't know if this was the video package or like as they were coming out, but one of the announcers said Triple H forced Mick to metamorphosize into Cactus Jack, which I just thought was a funny (laughs) line. And then Jr. said Cactus is the most evil, sadistic, psychotic competitor that I've ever personally witnessed in this business. It's a good JR impression. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we get the old Triple H music. One, two, oh. is this on? So good. Wah, 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 wah. So fucking good. I love it. So fucking good. And uh, Kyle, I said this over to you at DMs, and I got to give my boy Kevin Rogue credit from the Year Of pod. But Stephanie, she's a fucking ripe tomato here, isn't she?
1: Oh, uh, I would make some sauce out of her. Huh? <laughs> Come on, who's with me? Um, Alfredo yeah. or
0: marinara? <laughs>
1: Alfredo salsa? Alfredo or Maren. <laughs> Oh
2: you said salsa? I
0: heard you said
1: s-
2: salsa? I heard sauce too. I saw too. Well no, because like she's a
1: she's a tomato yeah. salsa. Maybe I did
2: say salsa But sauce. there's also know. tomato sauce, you know? Yeah, yeah. that's very like,
1: true. What's your top five favorite tomato sauces go? <laughs> Oh, Pre- just, just
2: straight up, prego. No, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. No, no I'm more,
0: of, I'm more of a Paul Newman's guy. You know, no, but, uh, we're, take.
2: we're talking straight
0: sauce. You know, I like some tomatillos. So I was going to revise that question. Now that you said salsa, pico de gallo or tomatillo, <laughs>
2: verde. Or no, 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 no,
0: You seem like more of a green salsa guy. Yeah, we yeah, have a so sick verde
2: sauce okay. salsa at work that I've been digging.
0: Yeah. On. I'm not a big pico guy because I
2: don't really like chunky salsa. Oh, um, big chunk guy. Right really? Here. Yeah. If there's no chunks in it, I want no part of it. <laughs> Shit. Well, then I'll make sure you and I go out for chips and salsa sometime because we won't we be uh, stealing it from each other yeah. <laughs> um but stephanie looking fucking sexy as ever walks him out to the ring and i think you know jr's like there's no place for a woman to be out here and she does end up leaving um we, the crowd is fucking hot here Oof. we get a nice little stare down and uh, Cactus just starts punching him in the head. Um, obviously, there's a lot that happened here. I don't know if we want to just start by going kind of through it top to bottom or anything that, like, really stuck out to you all. Or what? how do you guys want to attack this bad boy? Man, <laughs> I mean, um, the,
1: the way I, Cactus – because I think Mankind before this, he was kind of a schlub. I think he was teaming with Al Snow and was kind of just a goofy comedy guy. So it was – Really cool to see him just, like, like he metamorphosized into yeah. a different person, but it, it like, really translated it into the match. Like, there's a spot in the beginning where, uh, I think Triple H has a chair in the middle of the ring, and Cactus is outside. But Cactus is like, yeah, yeah, hit me, hit me, and then he yeah. fucking clocks the shit out of him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, like, kind of throughout the whole match is just, like, Cactus being indestructible, kind of. Yeah, Yeah. when that even
2: kicks back, sorry, but to last year, like I said, Royal Rumble 99 when he wrestled the rock and took Mm. what 15 straight unprotected chair shots to the head. And that happened what in the first five minutes of this match too. he gets that huge chair shot to the head. But Kyle, you're right, like he's asking for it at times. And that is the mantra, the Cactus Jack character. And really Mick Foley as a whole is the man doesn't feel pain and he's indestructible but uh bo I know I cut you yeah, off yeah. what would you get? No I
0: mean well it seemed like you know there was just more like you you like you know I was saying earlier you get like familiar with a lot of these matches with like a lot of these tropes like like the tax and, and barbar and just the weapons but like there just seemed a lot to, things seemed to be a lot more, like, intense and harder. Like, I don't know. Like, there was one moment where I think Triple H, like, threw him into the stairs where it just seemed just extra violent. Absolutely. Um, When he went, like, knee first and just, like, flipped
2: over. Oh, yeah. Yeah. brutal. And that's a classic Mick Foley spot there. But you're right. Like, everything seemed to flow great. The drama was there. You could feel the big fight atmosphere, MSG. Um, yeah, I just got a whole bunch of various spots, so I guess we'll just kind of roll through them and just kind of yeah. digest. But, mm-hmm. Bo, I don't know if you caught it, and obviously I've seen this match a million times, but it happened early on when uh, Cactus suplexed him onto the pallets up yeah, the ramp. Yeah. Uh-huh. He got a huge fucking gash on his leg that they mm-hmm. show later on. Right. But, like, there's a fucking piece of wood just, like, sticking like, out of his calf. Like a
0: big splitter. Yeah, yeah and it's just, like, like gushing that, yeah. the
2: whole time.
0: Yeah, like, no, that was like the first big injury. I thought, like, the head one's like the glorified one, you yeah. know, the one that's like the money shot. But yeah, that one seemed the most like, you know, because that motherfucker's going to hurt. I mean, you're on your feet the entire oh, time. No you know? doubt. Yeah. And uh,
2: there's probably infection going on there. Like, I remember there's they showed some home video exclusive of them, like, removing the fucking wood from his leg after the match. Oh, and, like, not, you know, not to mention his whole face is bloody and everything else. He just went through
1: but i guess that's why you don't see a lot of pallets that's one
2: thing bo i was gonna ask when you were talking about all the weapons like have you seen any pallet action before not a
0: pallet not a lot of like sheer brittle wood like you think of you know your more finished wood that's like a table (laughs) you know or plywood (laughs) stuff that like kind of crumbles but no this is like sheer like two by four motherfucking like lumber well, you make a deck out of that shit. They got this off the street, probably. They did, yeah. Out there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's why they called it a street fight, you know? Well, um, speak,
2: well speaking of 2 by 4s pretty quickly, uh, Cactus introduces the 2 by 4 covered in barbed wire, and uh, things certainly start to escalate there. Um, but Triple H low blows him and actually gets hold of it first. Uh, he hammers him in the stomach and back twice. And then it gets, like, stuck in his shirt as he's pulling it out. And then Jr. with the classic line, large parts of Cactus Jack's epidermis on that barbed wire. (laughs) (laughs) Like, there's so many lines from this match that have, like, always stuck with me. Like, that's one, two, of course. Another one that comes later is uh, (laughs) the King says something like, right into the testicles of the game. I can't remember what it was, but I know I've got it down here somewhere. But... uh, yeah, funny shit. So Is this uh, the
1: first um do we know if this is the first barbed wire introduced into a WWF match?
2: I again, I can't remember one beforehand. I'm trying to think. I don't, I don't know who would like yeah. a
1: hardcore Holly got to plot some barbed wire <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. Chainsaw so maybe. Charlie. Yeah.
3: yeah.
2: Yeah, perhaps. Yeah. I mean, like it would have been something around then maybe or you know. It was, it was
1: very new if if anything else. Correct. I don't it, think it really
2: hap- i don't think it had happened in the hell in a cell matches or anything like that um but yeah Yeah. so that was certainly something and yeah pretty quickly um he he hits him with like he basically has it and like does the running slam onto Mm -hmm. triple h when he's laying down and that's when he gets busted open and it it is relentless and it never stops coming um But I have a note here. Ripping at Triple H's face with the barbed wire. And then JR says, it's a street fight, King. It can't be stopped. (laughs) That's a good point. He's not
1: wrong. Oh, man. I do like how they like it was like earlier in the match, but when they were fighting in the aisle way, they had like all the graffiti and stuff like mm-hmm. all like the decorative stuff. Yep. But there's also like trash cans,
2: like the pallet and stuff. So it this felt like more of a street fight than absolutely. Fight oh, fight yeah. I've ever seen. And yeah, kind of reminded me of the entranceway from SummerSlam 98. If you recall, they were calling that show yeah. the highway to hell. So they had like right. cars and shit like up the ramp way, but definitely similar vibes to that. Um Let's see. So we've got Triple H getting slammed into the turnbuckle, and then and then the barbed wire, two count, and JR says, you got to hand it to the son of a gun. Um, and then we get some step shit here. So Cactus is running towards Triple H. Um, or excuse me, Triple H is running towards Cactus, and he hip tosses him hard into the steps there. Yeah. Um, and then that's when he gets that running knee into the steps, and he does the... Bang bang! Mm-hmm. Um, and then Triple H is able to chop block, or that's when he runs the knees, chop block, and Triple H starts gaining control here. Um, he starts hammering the knee with the barbed wire, and now really it's an attack on Cactus Jack's knee. And that's when he goes out to Howard Finkel, and I don't know if you all noticed initially when he came out, he gave Howard a little bag, yep. and he goes to get it, and what is it? Hand probably sand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> a very small sandbag preceding the large sandbag but I, what, what do you think Howard Finkel's doing this whole time he hands him this bag of cuffs right before the match you gotta think he looked in there you'd yeah. think he'd alert some authority like Frank hey knows Triple H is, is about to do something fucked up here Vince yeah. or maybe he's an he undercover cop yeah. you
1: never know yeah.
2: But uh, I thought that was pretty curious. Like, come on, Fink, you should you should be better than that. I didn't get that. Yeah. That's fun. I didn't see yeah. that. So bag. Cactus, he gets like one handcuffed basically and starts fighting back, but that bastard Triple H is smart, kicks him in the knee and Gets him fully cuffed back. Mm-hmm. Then, one of my favorite spots of the match here Triple H goes and gets the ring steps. And again, mix like baiting him to run at him. And he just does the simple drop toe hold. And Triple H goes, <laughs> goes, goes <laughs> my headset, but face first into the steps. Just the ingenuity there is so good. Like, you obviously think, you know, Cactus is fucked here, but he just does that one little move and he kind of mm-hmm. gets one over on him. Um, and then he low blow, he, that's the testicles in the game. He like jumps his head onto Cactus or Triple H's nuts. Then he's like, and then he throws his entire body weight right into the testicles of the game. Not the <laughs> testicles. Not the test. yeah. And then Cactus starts biting his bloody face and it's just real nasty here, Kyle, isn't it?
1: I thought you were about to say he started biting his testicles.
0: I was like, yeah. I missed this part completely. Well, I watched no, the he, wrong video. He, he was biting the game's testicles. You know? Right. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. As it does. person, Let's
2: not undersell how much blood Triple H was losing here, too, though. like, Yeah, it no, was... certainly,
0: yeah certainly commentary didn't undersell it. No, uh, <laughs>
2: no they did not. He oh, had wow. that crimson mask tattooed on his face. But, yeah, him biting him, biting his bloody face while he's still... Handcuffed was great. Then Triple H clotheslines him, blasts him with that chair, and the piece just goes fucking Dude. flying into the crowd.
1: You could see it, Buckle. This wasn't a gimmicked chair, you know. This was
2: just the chair that a guy was sitting on. He just clobbered him. Whew. And I think the announcers even referenced it like pieces flying everywhere. <laughs> um, and then that's when they go back up the ramp, and then what the part you pretty much mentioned where he's really asking for it. And who comes out is old buddy. If you smile, The Rock. Just real quick too, like you barely even see him because the ref's there, but he comes, gets that chair shot, and runs to the back.
0: Yeah, I thought you had something you were going to say there, Bo. Oh yeah, no big entrance or anything. He was just kind of in the back of the shot and just wandered in there. You know, you think there, you know, there'd be more fanfare with him. I know. Like like, if if you're in the arena and if
2: you're sitting on that other side, like you could have missed it. It happened so quickly. Yeah, right. And then the Rock does come out later to win the Royal Rumble, spoiler alert. Or diddy. Oh Conspiracies. Conspiracies with that one.
1: Oh Big Show one actually. (laughs) (laughs) The big show could have been the star. There's a lot of show could have been in Fast and the Furious, but nope. Nope. Now he's
0: relegated to cancel Netflix shows, you know. (laughs)
1: <laughs> what was did the- you ever watch that show? What oh, okay. was
0: it? It's a sitcom where he plays like a version of himself who's retired from wrestling. I think it was
1: just called The Big Show Show. It was yeah. like a, like a yeah. full house type of show, but it's The Big Show. Like, he's big. How's this yeah. big guy going to get through life?
2: <laughs> I did they not see that, no. He wasn't but, what, Jingle no, All Not the many way. people did. Was he? Yeah. 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 I think he played a Santa on there. I just pulled up his IMD. He's someone we did not reference, Bo, and we recently talked about yeah, wrestling yeah, yeah. actors. Yeah, Waterboy, for sure. Anyway, we digress here. Yes. Uh, That's a whole other episode. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we delve into Knucklehead, and we do a deep dive on that. movie. Yeah.
2: Uh, <laughs> the
0: chaperone. Isn't he in <laughs> that,
2: too? with Triple H and you uh, I never watched. Well, I, I, well actually on, real no, quick, no, so,
0: so, so you make the we make the funny quip here that Big Show could have been in Fast and Furious in 2021 he was in the animated series Fast and Furious Spy Racers <laughs> something how about that and all the way back around you know. big egg on
2: my face how about that well then not only does The Rock come out but then a cop finally comes out to unhandcuff uh Cactus is like where the fuck have you been a whole time
0: brother um,
2: yeah,
1: why? Why does the cop need to be the one with the key? I mean, <laughs> yeah, it
0: could, yeah, could it just been a guy with bolt cutters? You know, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. someone on loan from Lowe's or the Home Depot? Or why didn't The Rock you know? just have bolt cutters?
2: Yeah, for yeah. real. Why does he need the cop out there? Anyhow,
0: did Triple
1: H steal the handcuffs from this cop? Is that why he had the one specific oh, key?
2: That could be. That seems like a felony. Could, but yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but if could you're lie. that cop, are you really going to go after? Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Well, he's a WWF champion. I yeah. wouldn't want any piece of that. that guy. So yeah, I wouldn't either. Uh, one thing I forgot to mention earlier when we were talking about Finkel, but also when the barbed wire bat got taken and it was given to Spanish commentator Hugo. Cavin. Oh, that's 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 <laughs> who that was. Okay. and Cactus is just like, where the fuck is it? And then he goes over to Earl Hebner, who sells him sells out Hugo down the river. He's like, uh. he's got it. He's got it. <laughs> And then he Cat. goes and fucking clocks Hugo Savinovich, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and then I think Carlos Cabrera is the name of the other guy, and he's like, "Here, just take it, leave me alone." <laughs> God,
1: that Spanish announce table is just a—it's uh, a war zone. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, and he gets beat ta- uh, beaten. But you know. there's
2: so many little things of this match like that too. I love that, like threatening Earl Hebner. Him mm-hmm. selling out Hugo Savinovich, Hugo Zivinovich getting clocked in the face, and poor Carlos Cabrera is just like, I don't want anything
1: to do with this. Did he point his finger guns
2: at him, Cactus? he go bang, bang? He's like, hey, bang, bang, give me the, the board. <laughs> well, I Psychotic mentioned that because earlier he had, we didn't mention he tried to go for a pile driver on the announce table, but Triple H reversed it into the backdrop and the table didn't break and they just kind of like slid down. (laughs) Uh, but this time he does it full throttle and it doesn't break again. And this is when he grabs the old sandbag from under the ring. What is that King? It looks like a sandbag. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. And then he starts pulling it hundreds, thousands of tacks. and then old ripe tomato. Stephanie comes out and, uh, We're getting pretty close down the stretch here. She's real nervous, obviously. I mean, imagine what she's going through backstage, seeing her her man Uh, get beat up like that. Um, But Triple H backdrops uh, Jack onto the tax, and I noted that King did his classic high-pitched quip. Look at this! Like, while he was in midair. Like, I always love those fucking King lines, like, of just sheer exclamation at something. Um, and then the pedigree kicks out to a huge pop. I was trying to say huge and massive at the same time. A new, 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 massive pop. Um, and, and, then, huge. and then he and Stephanie are just like, oh, my God, apoplectic. What the fuck? And Bo talked about it earlier. The second pedigree face down on the thumbtacks for the one, two, three. Much to Stephanie's delight. But whoo boy, that was uh, some intense shit right there. And that that was the old school pedigree when he kept hold
1: of the arms because yes. eventually he would like he would go release all the way down. Yep. Mm-hmm. So this is just Jack just going face first yes. full throttle into the tank. Oh, yeah. That was yeah.
2: brutal. And you see it like when he gets uh, like they're all over him. They're in. The he like rolls in. He like rolls yeah. on him
0: too, doesn't <laughs> he? <forehead>. Like <laughs> just a human like pincushion. So yeah.
2: He's rolling around. They're in his forehead. They're in the back of his head. They're in his arms. I mean, Triple H is covered in him, too. Uh-huh. Just a fucking bloody, disgusting mess. He's good. I, th- I actually didn't watch the entire like post match, but I've seen it before. But doesn't he like he gets taken out on a stretcher? Mm-hmm. And does Jack like fuck him up once he's on the stretcher, too?
1: Yeah, he, he takes him in. So. Uh, like, rolls, yeah. him, rolls him back, then, rolls down him back, the back to the ring. Yeah. And then he throws him in and then takes the barbed wire board and hits him in the head one more time. That's and then it right. goes bang, bang. And yeah.
0: then he leaves. <laughs> you know, uh, one question I have about this match, too, and you all probably know uh, would know the answer this way better than me, which is why yeah. I'm asking it. Um, <laughs> um, so, the aftermath of this match, like, because it was so like bloody and violent, and then, like, kind of how we've talked, like, you know, the first time maybe you've seen, like, the use of the barbed wire or the pallets or just, like, the way that they took all these. Extreme elements, and then yeah. combine them all into one very tight, intense, bloody package. Like were people like? Did people complain? Were people like you know? Hey, this is too much. You know, like not like people th- wrestling fans, but you know, I'll let six. Parents. I'll let six year old Kyle take
2: that.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I-,
1: I was outraged watching this. <laughs> Mid shitting my pants watching this, I was like, Ah, how dare they! I think but, it's um,
2: more went the other way of like yeah. this was so successful and amazing that, like Kyle mm. said, later this summer we started seeing. Uh, The first TLC match was, I believe, SummerSlam 2000. And then that got taken to whole new heights at WrestleMania 17 the following spring. So, yeah, I think it really just kind of added to it um, in terms of like the weapons and hardcore stuff.
0: So would you say this is like the first time that hardcore came to the WWF slash WWE, like the first big landmark watershed? No, I would say Hell in the
2: Cell was that. In okay. 1997, 8, right. first. And, and but and like, that's the one where
0: he went off the top of the cage, right? That was the second one, 98. The one. first okay. one yeah. was
2: he and Shawn Michaels when Kane debuted, okay. ripped the door down. But again, this was so much more than that, you know, this mm. in terms of the weaponry, not weaponry, the yeah. chucking him off the cell or through the cell. But I think yeah. it just got more complex, I guess. Um, right. But people obviously ate this shit up, you know, mm. and like Kyle said at the beginning, at the time, This match, this type of match had never been seen before with all that type of shit. I mean, yeah, the hell in the cell was one thing, but pallets, tacks, carb wire. Yeah, Yeah, and exactly. The ingenuity, the innovation, and it all just made sense and just worked out. And it's fucking great. Five stars for me. This is a classic. Probably one of my favorite matches ever to happen at a Rumble (laughs) event, no doubt, which is... This was my number 1 pick of like when I thought we were going to do this episode. This was the one like this is the first match that came to
0: my mind.
1: Yeah. I, and I I forgot like how early into Triple H's main event run this is because yeah. is this it's not his first title reign, is it? it seems like it's either like his first or second, I think. Yeah, I'm it's sure. it's his
2: second at most, for sure, because right. I'm trying to think like early 99 was carried by Stone Cold and the Rock and then austin won the belt at wrestlemania 99 and then big show had it somehow because remember in the beginning package triple h beat big mm-hmm. show for the belt
1: so this is when stone cold went and had neck surgery yeah so i believe the survivor series main event was supposed to be rock triple h stone cold or maybe big mankind was in there somewhere i'm not sure but stone cold basically got replaced by big show and then big show won that match and then he had like a really insignificant reign. He had like a match against Big Boss Man and Ar- Armageddon, and then just lost it on a random Raw. So yeah, Triple H definitely... And that th- that's the thing is this really made Triple H feel legit because at this oh, point, yeah. he hadn't had a really intense match like this. I mean, mm-hmm. especially all the blood and stuff. So this kind of gave him an edge. And was that new heel persona as well. Like right. the whole
2: McMahon-Helmsley era had just kind of kicked... And they're the top heels. Everyone fucking mm-hmm. hated them. So you're right. I think this was... A big crowning performance for him, and I just looked it up. He had, this was actually his third title win. He okay. beat mankind wow. on August twenty third, nineteen ninety nine, on Raw uh, okay. with special guest referee Shane McMahon. So I am guessing there was uh, some chicanery involved hmm. there. And then, <laughs> what the fuck? He loses the world title on September 14th, 99 on SmackDown to Vince McMahon (laughs) with special guest referee Shane McMahon. What a weird time. Yeah. So a whole bunch of shit. And then he won the belt just not that long after. Uh, I guess they must have vacated it because he won it in a six-pack challenge against Kane, Mankind, The Big Show. British Bulldog and The Rocket, That's Unforgiven, right. 99. Because Vince was like, I'm not going to defend the title here. Yeah. Just, you guys fight for yep. it. And then you were right. Survivor Series, 99. The Big Show defeated The Rock and Triple H in a triple threat match. And then, yeah, this was his third title win. He beat The Big Show on Raw, uh, January 3rd, 2000. Right. Um, But yeah, this was definitely that f- Those first reigns were like 22 And 45 days, so this was that First, yeah. like, big oh, yeah. So
1: with- within the first year of him winning world Correct. Right. So. Yeah,
2: and this was the one that really put him On the map, as that kind of Top heel that they're running with here Because The Rock had gone face now at this Point, and he was kind of that Top heel the year prior, so uh, And I mean, he picked up the ball, carried It, and never dropped it, as far as I'm Concerned Yeah,
1: no, yeah, it was, uh and For uh, Mick Foley as well, this is a really defining match for his career, too, I feel like, because he was, like I said, he was kind of floundering for a while and then uh, didn't really do much after this, really. I mean, he he, him and Triple H had one more match. They had the
2: hell in the cell like a month later, right, Mm -hmm. which I Mm -hmm. believe was like a retirement match and Mick lost. Is that and correct? Then go on, yeah, yeah, And Then he would go on to have more matches. His first of his first of a million retirements. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure, that's but, fair. But yeah, uh, great shit. Any uh, Bo? Any final thoughts from you on this bad boy? Hmm.
0: Well, not particularly off the top in my off the top top of my head. But I guess um, where
2: does this rank for you in terms of? I can't even think off the top of my head like other hardcore style matches we've watched. Let, like, let me
0: see other ones we've watched. I'm trying to think of the ones that aren't particularly recent. Because yeah. this one definitely ranks above, like, the AEW ones we've watched recently. Yeah. You know, like, like even though some of those have been good. I mean, this um, would
2: probably be, like, in my top 50 of all time. Probably yeah. towards, like, the 50, you know, 40 yeah. to 50 zone. But, yeah, sure. Yeah, I love this. Yeah, yeah, Granted, for R- WWE matches, this is probably in my top 20 of all time. But I just right. knew Japan mm-hmm. and everything. is <laughs> so fucking good. But, like... Yeah. Top, top 20 WWE matches,
0: I would say, for me. Well, 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 this one is a series of moments that kind of flowed together really well. Like, you know, when I think of, like, the Hell in the Cell where they threw Mankind off of it, that's the big build up to that moment. Yeah. You know, and that's a big seminal moment that, I mean, you Which know, is also, still... like, two minutes into the match. Right, right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's like, you know, this had much more of, like, kind of an organic, like, spot to spot to spot, you know. And, and, like, you know, through that, it told a lot more of a story. It wasn't just like, oh, here's this big crazy thing. He fell off, you know, the top. Yeah, you know, which yeah the, the
2: in ring psychology and storytelling was top notch in this one.
0: Yeah, you know, and this one I think, you know, like was just a lot more entertaining to watch because of it. You know, it was just a lot more just to kind of see the the ebb and flow and, and you know, like especially like now that I realize the fact that, you know, a lot like this is the first time barbed wire, tax, other things like that, you know, uh, made their appearance in the ring. I bet it was pretty crazy to uh to watch when oh, it yeah. actually was happening.
2: Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. Kyle What do you got to round us home, baby? For sure. I mean,
1: yeah. I think the reason this match is so good is, one, like we talked (laughs) about everything in this match, or a lot of aspects of this match were very new and never seen before. Like, every barbed wire spot felt like it could be the finish, whether it was just him running into the face or Bulldog onto it. So, like, the the constant emotion, plus just the hot MSG crowd, it's Royal Rumble, it's for the title. Like, I think everything... The, the build up, the Cactus Jack coming back, Triple H is the new guy, like everything just kind of came together perfectly and uh really settled trips on his uh on his yeah. rockets. So and I cool. would
2: say this, you know, kind of set forth in motion one of the best years in WWE history, I'd say, like from now through WrestleMania mm-hmm. is incredible. Like that was the roster was so loaded cuz they finally brought over some of those guys from WCW, you're Eddie's, Dean's, Benoit's, Jericho's over here now. And they've just, the storytelling was great. I mean, I think like 97, 98 is when I got into wrestling. And I, of course, watched through 99. But 99 as a whole, like, really isn't that great. If you go It was, go back it was and cool look when you lived through it. It, it. Correct.
1: But it doesn't, aid. it doesn't, not, not because of like, you know. It's so so like, match quality, quality
2: is just not the best. It's just There's so not a lot of good paper heavy days. on storytelling, for sure. And, like, shock value, but I think 2000, even like an in-ring standpoint, is so much better. And just what a year. Uh-huh. And uh, this was awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you, yeah, Kyle, for, sure. for joining Thank you, you. Kyle, yeah. And uh, we'll definitely have to have you back on again. And uh, I know I'll be on your show again here sometime Absolutely. in the near future as well. But uh, Talking
1: about some onerous rings in the future. Mm,
2: some Trent acid, eh? <laughs> Ooh, you, I know you're like, Kyle, I need some Trent acid in my life. Well, I was, well, like, I was you know, looking like, through that card and I'm like, there's like 10 guys on here. I don't even know. So it kind of feels somewhat oh, progressy you'll learn in and of em. itself. Yeah, you'll learn about them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Kyle. And uh, thank we'll you. talk to you soon. You disgusting little pig. You. Oh, Oh, let's
0: kiss. (laughs) Yes. Yes, sayonara. All right, 2023
2: New Year's new balls. Three, two, one. Happy New Year from our friends over at Manscaped. The ball has officially dropped but that doesn't mean you have to drop the ball on your balls in 2023. Whether you had a New Year's kiss or not, I did. I kissed uh, one of my coworkers, male. He looked beautiful. Um, The leaders in Below the Waist Grooming have you covered for your much-needed resolution of bringing sexy back.
0: And also, Justin Timberlake was also a member of NSYNC, like Lance Bass. Who That's right.
2: That's right. Join the 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer. Go to Manscaped.com and use the code BBB for 20% off and free shipping. Let us have a toast for a new year, a new you
0: with no pubes. Tell them more, Beaumont. Hey, it's a new year, new balls with the global leaders in below-the-way streaming. This year, take your package to the next level with the Performance Package 4.0 and other premium wet goods inside the package. Performance Package 4.0, you'll find the Signature Lawnmower 4.0. The advanced skin-safe technology reduces oh, cuts and nicks on your delicate parts. Yeah, so my, my, mine's in the bathroom. I'll take it. So is mine. Favor, but... I forgot to grab it, but yeah, I got some comes... other stuff. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll throw the underwear at the camera here soon. Since the, we're uh, using the...
2: the video here, we're showing our stuff here. Yeah, yeah. We're, the, uh, <laughs> we're not used game. to this. We're oh, not we're used to that. sharing our videos. All
0: right, so... Um,
2: but it's a new year, new balls.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I got the foot duster right here. You know, that that yeah. was my first thing that I pulled out of it. Really cool shit. Um... Inside the, I the, the performance package 4.0, <laughs> <it> right <laughs> <That's Inside, fine. laughs> you find the signature lawnmower 4.0. The advanced skin-safe technology reduces cuts and nicks on your delicate parts. Didn't you say yeah. that already? Yes. <laughs> it also comes equipped with a 4,000K LED spotlight that will shine a light to the promised land. 2022, 2023 looks to be. Oh. <laughs> Boy. A grooming routine isn't complete without applying crop preserver and crop reviver oh, before, showing off, re- oh, yeah. before crop showing off. Oh yeah, crop preserver, my favorite, yes.
2: per- my personal favorite, uh, the ball yeah, deodorant. Yeah. yeah. And then, then the, the crop reviver, give it a little, little spritz Yeah.
0: Which I got that right here. Yeah. You know, I'll smell that right now. I'll put it in the air. Oh mm-hmm. man, revived. Mm. Even though that wasn't my crop, it worked. <laughs> 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 a grooming routine, yeah, isn't complete without the crop reviver. Car Preserver before showing up for 2023 stuff. So just catching us up. Uh, these unique formulations take care of the smelliest part of your body and are a big boost to your confidence into the new year. To complete they the are. set, Manscape through in their shed travel bag and anti-shaving boxer briefs is free gifts to keep all your goodies stored comfortably. It's a um, great bag. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you got it pulled up. Oh, it's in my it's in my hand, bud. Yeah. Here, I'm looking at the uh, copy here, but
3: rock and roll. this is a great ad
0: yeah if you really want to make 2023 the year remember make sure to try out Manscaped Sweat good as well this includes their ultra premium body wash 2 in 1 shampoo and body yeah which I use all three yep me too these products are the absolute perfect follow up after your new year's gym sessions Uh, cheers to new balls in 2023 man hell yeah hell yeah um
2: so yeah, get, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code BBB at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code BBB. Time to feel sexy and free this 2023 with Manscaped. You heard me. Your balls will thank you. Woo, woo, woo. Righty, we are back again with match number two of the Royal Recall, Rumble Recall, who knows, and yeah, yeah, yeah. we've got an old friend here with us, uh, friend of the program, he's been on several times. I can't remember the last time since we didn't do our year-end thing, but yeah, Alex are welcome back to the program, brother.
4: Good to be here, looking for some irv so hope you guys yeah. are... Uh... Ready ready to talk a match and run with it? Yeah,
2: absolutely. So here know. we... I'm talk, <laughs> what was that? Is it
0: I'm not, nah, uh,
2: Nothing. No, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> oh, Hallie. Well, we're glad you're on here to not be ready to talk about the match. But no, for real, uh, happy right. to have you back. I, I guess the last time was when we did our second trimester matches of last yeah. year. And,
0: and didn't you do it all? One of the big, if you recall, athons. Yeah,
2: you it was the Suzuki and uh Styles match. That one. No. That you were on with us. Yeah, that,
4: that that I think that would have been the last one.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we are here today to talk, I guess kind of your pick. I th- tossed out a few that we had in mind and kind of let made uh, allowed you to make the choice here. <laughs> But we were doing from the 2015 Royal Rumble, it was the champion Brock Lesnar versus John Cena versus Seth Rollins in a triple threat match for the WWE Championship. Classic match on a pretty dog shit show, um, Special that one that's remembered for Reigns winning the Royal Rumble when no one wanted him to and them trotting out the rock to try and save the crowd. And it just completely backfired. But this match is awesome. And Azar, I just kind of, before we kind of get into it here, just wanted to get, like, why this match of, you know, why did you pick this one over a few of the other ones or what kind of stuck out or what's special about this one to you?
4: I think this is just one of the better, you know, triple threat matches you think across kind of any show. You know, even beyond Rumbles, it's something that, you know, you have the dynamic with Brock just being an unstoppable monster. You have Mm – Rollins with J and J Security, you know, playing the you know chicken shit heel. Got him, J and J. One of the yeah, best performances in that role. Yeah, and then again, this, I think this is at a point where you know people were kind of coming, like warming back up to Cena. So yes, again, mm-hmm. just one of those that you know, all three guys kind of filled those roles really so, well. Uh, and aside from, yeah.
0: No, for sure. No, I no, was Is this near the twilight of like uh, Cena's like,
4: full time? Um, th- yeah, this would be uh, pretty much like the last, like, during the last full time run or second to last full time run that Cena was having. Gotcha.
2: And as you heard, Bo, the crowd definitely serenaded him with the Cena sucks chant as he came mm-hmm. out. And like yeah. Azar said, like this is kind of on the cusp of like the fans really coming back around to Cena after several years frankly of you know the mixed reactions of you know let's go cena cena sucks but i think just over time like people realize like okay this guy is in his kind of last days here and he is fucking great right and i think that feud with styles which actually was on the 2017 rumble which we'll be talking next definitely kind of helped bring it back around but you're right this was still definitely uh the crowd isn't the biggest fan of mr cena here
0: Oh yeah, and like the setup here it seems like I mean Lesnar's with Paul Heyman, right?
2: Correct.
0: Yeah, so like it's heel and I mean that's heel, right? Oh yeah. You know, heel heel and then I guess Cena's like pretty much your like, you know, baby face like in this whole um, you know, supposed sort of to be yeah, yeah but I would to be, say be, but yeah, Lesner like it didn't work out that way. Lesnar yeah. definitely got the
2: biggest reactions for sure and mm. you know, Seth this was probably 7 months post turning on the Shield. Um but he had the money in the bank briefcase here and, you know, winds up to have a pretty incredible 2015 and heck of a run with the title, you know, a few months after this.
4: Yeah, I think that that money in the briefcase run he had really kind of cemented him, too. Like it was uh, I I kind of came back to or like got into watching Raw week. It would have been after SummerSlam 2015. Okay. So like this was one of the first matches that I kind of went back as far as watching like recent WWE at that time and like this one definitely stuck out the most is like just being head and shoulders above almost anything else that they were doing in ring.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, in terms of just triple threat matches, like yeah, you've got like the the Benoit Michaels and Triple H one from WrestleMania twenty that I know is regarded as one of the best. You've got Daniels or Christopher Daniels AJ Styles and Samoa Joe from TNA in 2005 but yeah this one you know I'd say is pretty much right up there maybe not as good as that TNA one which is just otherworldly. but yeah just I felt in re-watching this match and I shit probably hadn't seen it since 2015 or 16 like the flow was so perfect and yeah this was the time where I and a lot of people were kind of We're really kind of coming into the suplex city because I noted that wasn't a thing yet until WrestleMania this year. But even the the German suplex after German suplex was getting a little tired at the time, I thought. But in rewatching this, it was fresh and it was like, man, this match was just really well fucking put together. And like, you know, any moment, any downtime, like, boom, there's Lesnar. Boom, there's Cena. There's like the, the pin breakups. And then you had the just the one on one with Cena and uh, Rollins down the stretch for a while, like it was just an mm-hmm. incredibly well put together. But together. Azar, did you have a take on that?
4: Yeah. I mean, I think you kind of covered all of it. I, it. I think it's something that, like, I know as much as we talk interference when other people do it. Like the most recent one that we kind of criticized being uh, the evil run in New Japan during 2020, 2021, oh, where yeah. it wasn't well well done and i think that B and j was something that yeah i just found it really easy both in the moment and after the fact to kind of just buy in and you know accept it as real versus as something that detracted from the matches and the story because yeah you you think back to seth with you know stephanie and triple h and kane they Show and just everybody that they had running out there yeah again i think it's them utilizing the company being heel in the story and trying to get their guy to the top. Again, very believable and easy to buy into that story.
2: Yeah, Bo. Like so that that Mm. group was known as the Authority at the time. Triple H, Steph, Kane. I think Uh Big Show. Like he said, J and J Security. So that's Joey Mercury and Jamie Noble, Uh two former wrestlers who both worked backstage. That they put them, you know, with Rollins as kind of his stooge security team, so to speak. And like Azar said, they would get involved when they needed to get involved, as they did in this match, and it was just. It was always a funny thing, you know, just mm-hmm. the name J and J Security. They're both in suits, they're both little guys. Yeah. But like you said, they're working on behalf of this heel authority team. And yeah, it worked out very well. And
0: yeah, with that context, it definitely, you know, yeah. adds a lot more because they look like they seem like kind of twerps to me, yeah. you know, without the con- without the exactly. context. Yeah, and I'm they get sure.
2: treat and they get treated like twerps too. they what yeah. very quickly in the beginning. And we'll just get into the match here because yeah. the bell rings. Seth immediately skedaddles, which you got to love. And then we just get German after German after German. Um, But J and J security comes in like Seth tries to do something and they almost like push him away. And then they take a double German right out of the gate. But uh, really, this starts immediately from the bell. And like I said, with just how it was paced and how it flowed, like there was never a moment of letdown. here. Like it was just building action crescendoing finally at
0: the end no and, and i thought this did a pretty good job of kind of like sort of blocking things out where it was kind of you know a lot of like really good like one-on-one work so that whenever you yes. got like the the three people in the ring chaos mm-hmm. it really just kind of added an exclamation point to things but i think this was really sort of set up you know in a, in a pretty good way again where you got that you know like those those just little like one-on-one bits and then something would just kind of send it all to hell uh it was good
2: Yep, absolutely. And not to mention, like a lot of it, like I said earlier, and we'll get through it is just very timely pin breakups. Like Mm -hmm. there were so many great near falls and just so many moments where the camera couldn't quite see someone and then boom, there they come to break up the pin. But um, so we did get a big flurry of Germans in the beginning. But man, there was that one that Rollins took. Where, um, what did they say? He's like, he lands hard and high on his shoulder, and they showed the replay, and that was not a great landing to take. Azar, do you do you recall that one from early in the match where it's he did land hard, and then his head like whacked the mat too. It's like with as much Japanese wrestling as we watch, and a lot of suplexes. Like I don't remember seeing one like that. Lesnar was just chucking him around.
4: Yeah, I remember the other thing, especially when like, you had Brock giving them to Seth. He wouldn't do the release Germans either. He'd just be slamming them down like straight yeah. down. Yeah. I, 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 I can't remember if the first one was in this match or before, it happened before, but like there was an instance where like, like he did the release suplex on Seth and like Seth just flips and lands on his feet. So yeah, again, mm-hmm. Brock, again, just one of those attention to detail moments adjusts and doesn't allow Seth that opportunity. So yeah, they it was nasty and yeah, I just think the again the way Seth kinda, you know, was was taking those you know, just, you know, as everyone likes to say, I you know, just made Brock look like the monster that that he is and that, you know, especially they're presenting him as in these matches after he beat the Undertaker.
2: Yeah. And yeah, Bo, they did reference it during the match that he yeah. had broken the Undertaker's streak. U- yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So that's that. Which okay.
2: really led to this huge push of Lesnar really looking unstoppable. Oh, know? yeah. And
0: like, he did in the beginning of this match, too. It was all abso- him. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. I mean, they couldn't, you know, they teamed together at times and they couldn't get him down. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, the cells from set really, both of the guys on the Germans were great. Um, yeah. But he then got uh, he got oh, Cena we... in a kimura pretty yeah. early on, um, but he's able to lift it out, and then Rollins hits the flying knee, um, and then that's when they start teaming up. Cena hits an AA on Lesnar really quick, and then uh, Seth does the chicken shit heel thing of throwing Cena out of the out of the ring, going for the count, but just one. Um, and then yeah, the next several minutes is essentially. Uh, Brock continuing to dominate and neither guy mm-hmm. really being able to get much going.
0: No. Yeah. And was that when the no cells happened? Like whenever like Cena did that, uh, like I forget what it was. I don't, it wasn't like he was trying to day and a, it may have just been just a straight up like forearm or something. You know what I'm talking about? There is, there is a decent amount of that from Brock in this match.
4: Cause yeah. I know later on, even after some big moves and I'll let Brett get us there, but it's something that there's a lot of, especially early on, Brock just no selling the attacks from these guys, which, again, just adds to, you know, even to like, these guys seem like they can't beat the guy.
2: Yeah, I mean, he gets thrown into the steps pretty early on, and yeah, yeah comes back. Like, that's when they do the Cena and Rollins five moves of doom scenario, mm-hmm. which is met by huge booze. Um, and then. He hit. Uh, ends up with Rollins hitting Cena with a blockbuster, and then Lesnar comes back pretty quickly to break it up. Um, and then quickly thereafter, Cena. Um, or that's when Rollins jumps and is caught by Rollins. Or by God, I keep fucking up these he names. Rollins is caught by Lesnar, and he almost stumbles over, and he hits him with the F five, but it's broken up with two. But the pace here is just absolutely blistering. Like I've got so many notes here. I feel like we've barely even gotten anywhere yet. um But that, okay. So then thereafter, we get the three AAs in a row mm-hmm. from Cena onto Lesnar. And Seth is able to break up the pin. Curb stomp on Rollins or on. I cannot get these fucking names right. Oh, <laughs> curb stomp on Lesnar and another pin break up, and that's where I've got great flow here because I think this is when it really kind of started to escalate to the next level. But, yeah, then Cena spears Brock through the barricade, throws him into the steps, hits him with the steps, and he lands on the table, and then we get the biggest spot of the match and, frankly, the spot that I definitely remember the most from this match, and that is that insane sky-high flying elbow from Rollins through to Lesnar through the table. Bo, what did you think of that one for the first Oh, time? no,
0: that, that one was pretty extreme. I mean, like, and I like, got up pretty high, too. And I feel like, you know, out of all these three sets, like, this had to have been in the beginning of Rollins' career. You know, that's a very, like, big, like, establishing move, I think. Oh, absolutely. You know? yeah, and yeah. How, and how, how did he get in this? I guess, oh, yeah, it was the heel team, right? You know, is how he sort of get worked his way into this match.
2: Yeah, so he had turned yeah. on the shield the prior summer mm-hmm. and then won the money in the bank and it been like basically like Azar had said the authorities kind of chosen one. Right. Um that they were trying to propel to the top. But uh yeah, yeah. Azar, what'd you think about that elbow drop?
4: I yeah, like you said, it sticks out after the fact and I remember again you, know, you see because it is the rare thing that incapacitates Lesnar yes. longer than you know what 30 seconds out of it he's like lesnar's out of the match for a while after this and cause I, I remember again like, i was reading something after watching the match one time like can you see people on reddit like wondering like inspecting oh did they
2: actually hurt lesnar because like he was yeah. just out of it for that long and Seth literally bounced off of him. Like, <laughs> like you could yep. see him physically go up. It was um, serious
0: airtime too. <laughs> yeah, I know. Lord. Like yeah. you
2: really get to see the the athleticism of Seth Rollins here. It's like, mm-hmm. he looks great today. And, you know, he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. But like this athleticism he had back then, like pre-knee injury. So he blew out his knee like at the end of 2015. Uh-huh. Um But, man, like it just felt like a different, more wiry, springier Seth. And Azar, I know you're not currently – you don't currently follow or watch the WWE product too closely, but did that stick out to you? Because that's what – like Bo said, the hang time, just all of it, like Mm -hmm. felt like we had another step to him here than we do now.
4: Yeah, I mean, I I think, again, like he's certainly been very good since the knee injury and came back as – a phenomenal wrestler like there was an extra degree of athleticism like you watched this or you watched some of the ring of honor matches and just there was a pace that the guy could go and you know certainly wanted to go i think pre-wwe that you know you don't don't see him do much of anymore but yeah just the speed and like some of the, the bigger jumps and moves that he's pulling in this and some of the other matches
2: yeah, and it's like we've said for years, we'd love to see this guy in a new Japan setting or any sort of non WWE setting where the shackles are off because I bet he's still got it in him. Yeah, maybe the athleticism has dipped a few notches since then, but, and I mean, don't get me wrong, he's still amazing right now mm. and he's still having great matches, but I think it's something that Azar and I and probably many other wrestling fans have longed to see Seth unshackled, so to speak. And, so after the Osprey Kenny match mm-hmm. that just happened, because Osprey had been Twitter feuding with Seth for a while, like basically said he hopes that match could still happen one day. And with Triple H and WWE, who knows? So
0: mm-hmm. uh, something to keep our
2: eyes on mm-hmm. there.
0: Something that I kept my eyes on, or my ears on specifically, was after this, didn't Paul Eamon start losing his mind about someone see a doctor or someone get a doctor? Wasn't this it (laughs) after this move?
2: Yes, he did. Yeah, because they brought out, and they ended up bringing out the stretcher. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I don't know if they showed him on screen. He might have been like off screen, but I definitely remember. Oh, I heard it. I heard it.
0: He was was wailing. (laughs)
2: He's concerned. Oh man. And Heyman yeah. obviously great this whole match with the facial expressions as yeah, well. A lot of the looks. But yeah, yeah, so post elbow drop. It definitely then we get our basically one on one scene cena, Rollins. cena and Rollins. And this is one of my
0: favorite parts of it too. Just kind of when that really settled yeah. into this. Yeah.
2: Well, the urgency was through the roof mm-hmm. here because it's like, okay, we finally got this bastard down and out of here. Yeah, Let's so it's just it between us between the two of us. Yeah. yeah. So Rollins rolls him up for a two-count. He hits a super kick for a two-count. He counters an AA, and he counters the AA, but then Cena is able to pick him up into that pop-up powerbomb for two that was awesome, and then they go up top, and then this is – so Rollins counters – he does like a flipping powerbomb counter –
0: Mm -hmm. and then runs
2: him into the buckle bomb in the corner that is the exact spot where he blew out his knee really about nine months later flipping over Kane and on the landing fucked up his knee and and
0: he just buckled it then yeah because i bet that's a hard thing i mean that's like skinning the cat but like in another person yeah you know
2: and it's but, something that happens in wrestling all the time, yeah. but you just take it for granted that, like, that's a move where you could easily just shred your knee. Right. So and that was the first thing that came into my mind here was, like, oh, wow, there's that spot, which, again, it's as common as an arm drag. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, just looking back on this match and knowing what happened to Seth, you know, was an interesting one. Did it stick out to you, Azar, that spot?
4: I mean, I, I think just more, like, one thought that I have is – like not so much the spot in particular, but like just kind of the secondary thought that I'm having now is: is this the first like match, like like first singles match, even if it's a three-way that like Cena and Seth are in the same match? Like, because I know that to set this up, like from the United Champions match, Seth interfered with Rock Cena match, but I, like, I'm just trying to think: like, is this the first time that Seth and Cena are in the same match like this?
2: You might be right, because um, then they had the one later. This it was was it SummerSlam fifteen where they had the the singles match where John Stewart got involved.
0: Yeah. Oh, John Stewart was yeah in WWE. Really? Yeah, I so had no he, idea.
2: He was the host of SummerSlam that year, and it was uh, Cena was the U.S. champ and Rollins was the World champ actually, and they had fucking uh, Stewart. Like I can't. I think he hit Cena with a chair. Azar do you remember but he got involved and helped Rollins win the match actually. Well. Wow.
0: Wow, I never would have pegged him for like someone who would have been involved in WWE. That's wild. Go ahead Azar.
4: Yeah, I I think there's something that John Stewart got involved to help Cena and then like it you backfired.
3: Know,
2: yeah, is that what it sounds was. R- that sounds right. Um, here I and I just pulled up cage match yes. actually. So they'd had a number of matches prior to this. In fact, um, let's see singles match from a SmackDown December 19th, 2013, singles match TLC 2014. Let's see, what was that? A tables match. So that would have been the pay per view that just preceded this one. Mm-hmm. I don't oh, remember okay. it very well, but, I mean, it's kind of starting to come back a little bit. Then it looks like they had a singles match the following night on Raw. So, I guess we are wrong. Like, they had interaction, but I think this was definitely oh, well. the one that, it, st- yeah. <laughs> it definitely sticks out more with this. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But okay, so then after that, quickly, um, Rollins goes for the stomp, counters it into the STF, and then we get our boys J&J security in to make the save again. And that's when we see the stretcher coming out for Lesnar. And in my mind, I'm like, really? Like he gets a stretcher just from an elbow drop and nothing could send him down before. But it's okay. I'll suspend my disbelief. And then the J and J security give him the shield bomb. So Bo, like that was always the move. It would be Rollins and Ambrose, Moxley lifting mm-hmm. up the person, and Reigns powerbombing them down. Okay. So a little J and J security power bomb, um, and then that's he. <laughs> I have he gets the two count, and then he starts talking to himself because mm-hmm. he's like i don't know if you guys remember that but he's just like looking at the mat and he just like can't believe that cena kicked out there
0: he was legitimately shocked <laughs> like he and touched then, an electric fence you know and then that's when rollins
2: gets the money. Get oh sorry go ahead
0: Ezra. go ahead homie
2: i was
4: just a good use of uh I, it can be kind in of some of the WWE matches where, like, the guy's shocked that somebody kicked out of something when,
3: yeah.
4: like, it's the kind of move that doesn't ever win matches normally. Yeah. Yeah. But I think yeah. that, like, this kind of callback and, again, with this character, it's something that it worked well. So, yeah, I, again, so I think as far as a good use of that sort of trope, like Bo was saying.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. So, and then after that, You know, he can't put the guy down. So what does he do? Gets the money in the bank briefcase. uh, But then Cena flips him out of the ring. He like runs, He charges at him, flips him out of the ring. And then he (laughs) hits poor old J&J security with a double attitude adjustment. Um, And then. What do I have here? Oh, and then he hits Rollins. Okay, then Rollins is charging again with the briefcase and he hits him with the AA this time as opposed to flipping him out for another two count. Then they're starting to tell, Michael Cole tells us that preliminary information is that Lesnar is suffering from at least one broken rib. Pretty quick diagnosis there.
0: Yeah, they they, they must have had the (laughs) wheel-out x-ray machine they borrowed from the Looney Tunes, you know, yeah. (laughs)
2: Yeah, I mean, it's literally like three minutes after the doctors are out there. It's like, well, he's got a broken rib. Um, But then we have just a furious strike exchange between Rollins and Cena. Rollins is able to counter two AAs, hits him with an enziguri into the curb stomp for two. And then Rollins goes up, and I believe Azar, was it a Phoenix Splash that he hit? I kind of was like looking down for a sec and then looked up and just saw him just twisting and flipping in midair, but I get—I think it was a Phoenix Splash, right? Yeah, I, he doesn't do that anymore, right? No. Like he hasn't done no. that in, yeah. I can't remember the last time. Well, I'll take this quick moment to plug my other podcast called the Phoenix Splash.
0: Oh but, yeah, there you but go But yeah,
2: it's a move you don't see too often And mm-hmm. let alone in WWE especially yeah. Um, But yeah, it was insane he, he came up like just a bit short But he still hit him You know, like it wasn't a perfect landing But again, the hang time here is what stuck out to me uh, Just looked so good But then out of nowhere Here comes Brock Lesnar finally Hits a massive, I believe, release German here and then he hits one on Cena but then he do- Rollins does flip out counter of one here and then he hits Lesnar with the briefcase twice sets his face up on the briefcase for the stomp and Brock fucking pops up hits him with the F5 for the fin- or for the win and man that moment from the Phoenix Splash on is just a fucking great finish there
0: Yeah, no, I thought that was a really great, exciting, like, flurry to kind of end things. You know, especially that he just kind of popped up out of nowhere, you know. Like, what a great ending to the match, you know. I think, you know, kind of, you know, from the moment they finally got an opening against him, you know, even though things in the beginning were great when he dominated, I think that's when things just kind of started just really speeding up for me.
2: Yeah, Azar, your thoughts on the finish?
4: Yeah, I think you see Seth's urgency when you know, especially late in this match and when he sees the opening, I think what it why it trans later on translated to him being such an effective uh face wrestler was that like he kind of you know, like his facial expressions really supplement what he's doing. That you know, he's trying to close it out and again just kind of again it's easy to connect with him in that moment as much as like, yeah, the character is a big scumbag. Like I think this would have <laughs> been what uh like uh, two months after you tried to kill Edge,
0: and uh, but see, like you just see him try to forgot take out Brock like that. Oh oh, like, oh, oh, oh! is that one of the legendary like um, kayfabe deaths or near kayfabe deaths? Then we we talked about that a way long time ago.
2: I can't. Re- what did what did Rollins do again? Can you refresh me?
4: This was uh, I think it was on a Raw episode after Survivor Series where. Like, Ziggler and Sting had, like, the authority in the Survivor Series 5-on-5. Five five. So to get the authority reinstated, Seth comes out with everybody, and, like, they set up Edge to get uh, cur- curb stomped, and Edge er, er, Seth threat to kill Edge <laughs> if uh, Cena doesn't let the— So Cena. Does fine and then Seth tries to kill him anyways and it doesn't work. But yeah, it was, I'm trying to what it would have been like December maybe.
2: Yeah, it it rings a bell and you cut out slightly there at the end. But yeah, this was when Edge was still on the shelf for his next problem. So this is long before his attempted comeback. But mm-hmm. I just love <laughs> using the terminology basically attempted murder here.
0: Attempted.
2: Um, how but did you
0: kill him? Was was just death by curb stomp? It was gonna
2: be death by like onto a chair, maybe, and like yeah, probably something of that sort.
4: But um, like yeah. he he like Big Show or Kane setting him up for it, and like like just holding him down too. I think
2: yeah, this mildly rings a bell. Like everything in this kind of era blends together to some degree. Cause I, it's not like I've gone back and rewatched like the week to week shit. Cause I was following it very closely back then, but yeah, funny stuff. And yeah, I think this match definitely, you saw the star that Seth Rollins really became in this match. I mean, already was becoming last summer, but like this was the true star making performance. And then Bo, I've maybe told you this before, but two months later at WrestleMania. So two months later at WrestleMania, it's re- lesnar versus reigns and they're actually having a pretty badass match and rollins cashes in his money in the bank mid-match uh-huh. which was the first time that ever happened and he le- he won so rollins yeah. won the belt at the following wrestlemania here and
0: took off from that point but uh so so he just was flaunting his money in the bank briefcase um then but he didn't use it Correct. Like he was just using it as a weapon, and I okay. guess it
2: teased like, "Hey, if I lose this match, I could still cash it in later right, in the right. night or whatever."
0: Was he at any risk of like it getting stolen? You know, was there any like stakes with him like bringing it? Like, oh, like you know, it could get stolen or someone could run off with it or no? Or I mean, yeah. I feel it's like not my, like that at all. Yeah, I, I, I thought
4: like, any Amber.
2: Sorry,
0: go ahead. I feel
4: like. I don't know maybe I think like Ambrose might like they might have done a month or something where Ambrose ran off with it
2: yeah and I feel like, they maybe, I feel
4: like just one of those like month to month stories right yeah like, but, like not that like the ownership of the briefcase transferred just like yes. Ambrose stole the briefcase.
2: yeah that's case, what I was gonna say it's which like, even even that they, didn't cash he, it in yeah yeah, yeah. so and and there's maybe been matches for the briefcase or I know there's been matches for the briefcase at points in time but um, yeah like I said definite star making performance by Seth Rollins here like I mean to me he was the star of the match I mean it was they were all three fucking great obviously mm-hmm. but um I was looking back on it more fondly on Lesnar in the moment I know not being super thrilled about Lesnar or Cena really like I remember I was really in support of Seth Rollins here because you know he was the underdog you know in the ring with those two guys and mm-hmm. Even though he didn't get the W, he looked like a million bucks coming out. But um, before we wrap it up, Bo, what kind of final thoughts on this match?
0: Uh, This one, I guess, out of all the three we watched, was probably the most, like, standard wrestling match, I I think. You know, it just, you know, had your, like, classic wrestling moves, like a few, like, outside spots. You know, the biggest weapon, I mean, was, like, you know, I guess that big table spot that Rollins, you know, did out of the ring and then his Money in the Bank briefcase. But, yeah, I think from a pure wrestling standpoint, I mean – you know, with these guys, you know, because, like, whenever I've seen, like, Lesnar now, where he had that real crappy match with Roman at WrestleMania, I've just been like, okay, what's this guy's deal? But, you know, I think this is a really good match for me to watch to see what this guy's deal was, and it was a deal.
2: Yeah, and I mean, this was as dominating in as a moment as you'll see Lesnar as well, and yeah, it was pretty good. Azar, wrap us up here, baby.
4: I think, mean, I think for all three of these guys, this is a must-watch match about uh, th- that any of them have done. Like I, I think for Brock, this is probably one of my favorite matches I've ever seen him in. For Cena, one of my favorites I've ever seen him in, and I, mean, I think the same with Seth. Like just again, I think you know, tis the season for the Rumble. But just again, like I think this is just as, as, as anything that all three of these guys have done. So. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Against, I think yeah. high water marks for all three
2: of them. Yeah, I think that's a great way of putting it right yeah. there. I mean, yeah, cenas you know, they've all maybe had better matches, but like you said, I think this is right up there for each of them. Um, and like I said to start, just watching this again for the first time and shit, probably like six years, like just forgot of how well put together, how well paced, how well flowed. You know, triple threats can be tough sometimes because, you know, you got to be able to just manage all three people. And uh, I just thought this was just worked very, very well. All three guys came out looking strong and especially Rollins, who they were clearly setting up to carry the ball for the company. So great, great stuff. Azar, I'm glad you selected this one and we're always happy to have you on. Um, But yeah, anything you want to say to the people before we let you go?
4: Huh? R.I.P.J. Briscoe, and uh, I'm jealous of you guys getting to go, go to uh, AW Dynamite tomorrow. So uh, you excited. guys have a good time. Yes,
2: Thanks thank now. you. R.I.P.J. Briscoe, yes. we love you, baby, and we're ready to celebrate you tomorrow night. But Azar, thank you again for coming. Yes, it's always me, a bud, pleasure.
0: Obviously, yeah. Take sure, care bud. my dude. One, two, two, hour on Streamyard, yard do you think that was your influence
5: my drug influence yeah
0: yeah you're, you're, yeah, you're all, always under the influence i'm
5: a teacher now i can't say that well we're
2: here with a couple drug addicted teachers um <laughs> and micah aka ding dong pecker welcome back to the show ddp i said welcome back to the show ddp
5: Thank you for having me, Brett.
2: <laughs> what a way to begin this one. You better start it with that whole, or just from where you did record. But we're back for our third review of a match at a Royal Rumble, not a Royal Rumble match, but a match at a Royal Rumble. And yes, we are here with, from specifically Devoid, which I think is inactive, but that's where you may know him from, or jail, Micah Pellegrini rehab <laughs> welcome back it's great to be back so what is, before we get in what is up with you and specifically devoid Have you i know you guys have kind of been on a break but is there uh is there any news to break or are you guys coming back at any point or what
5: oh uh, we'll break the news when we break the news um, oh wow
2: so there is news huh
5: uh potentially i mean uh Derek and i are like still friends like we like talk Well, that yeah that's fortunate no, no. i wouldn't have
2: thought that you wouldn't be <laughs>
5: yeah right but like i don't know uh yeah it's just like really tough right now with Life. like both of us in our lives and so we just yeah. like we're yeah. on a little pause right now and it's just Whoa. taking it's taking a little longer and we keep saying like oh when we come back we're gonna have a state of the wrestling world Thing and it's gonna be great, and the state of the wrestling world just won't slow down for us. It just Constantly keeps on changing. coming. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: When Derek just graduated school, didn't he?
5: No, he did not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: Um yeah. So how long have you guys been on hiatus? Um God. It's
5: a it, it is really sad because I do miss doing it. But it's got to be like six months now. i was gonna say it's been a
2: while. Yeah, it's
5: it's been a smile, and you know what? Like my life has not gotten any better nor worse, but <laughs>
2: okay. it has
5: it has it has been appreciated that people do miss
1: us. So, there
5: you, you go. Know, if you you know. You know, I you know, on- you know what you know what people really miss? Beaumont reads Wikipedia. Release mm-hmm. episode four, you coward.
0: I know it's it's <laughs> totally in the canon, ready to go. <laughs> well, you know he what. had it
5: edited like in like March, and then hey. he's just like, I'm really sad about this thing that hey. probably comes up
2: on that hey, take episode. I did not say I missed your show. I was just <laughs> asking about it. You miss us. You fucking love you us. Well, I you am. Do. I believe I still am the de- reigning Devoid Entertainment champion. That
5: episode not- hasn't been released yet.
2: What? <laughs> <laughs> it's been like a year.
0: All right, enough. Oh of this. yeah. So oh, now you can't. Yeah, now you can't If you won't release, or
2: I beat the shit out of you in Devoid Entertainment, then dude, uh... who
5: ever thought that Brett would know about video games and nerd shit? That's unfair.
0: What was the question you wanted? What was the video game and nerd shit thing? I don't even what was remember. The question? It,
2: was, it was a year ago. Alright, fuck it. Let's let's go. Let's talk about this match, which is Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns with Chris Jericho suspended above in a shark cage at the Royal Rumble 2017. We've got uh, KO coming in as the champ and wanted to do this for a couple of reasons. Obviously, we've got reigns ko happening at this year's royal rumble for the third rumble show since 2017 and uh we'd had the shark cage last year happen in aew and figured you know i told bo about it at that time so it's like oh yeah there's a match with jericho in a shark cage and it was the jericho appreciation society here again so here we are um beaumont i don't even think i did this or maybe i did last time but,
0: uh, may have, yeah yeah what th-
2: would you think of this little sucker here
0: well, uh, I guess we'll just kind of go with my discombobulated thoughts. I think Jericho looks like a bit of a butthole with the short hair. Um, <laughs> it, was, it just was really weird seeing him like that. It just made him seem, uh, oddly enough, more hair medley than like he normally seems. But, uh, it was, it was an interesting thing. And it was also interesting. Like you see, um, him come out behind KO without like Judas and stuff to see him in support, Yeah, you know, like that. Um, but, uh, but no, I mean, he, uh, For someone who usually is kind of like really kind of in in terms of, I guess, outside of the ring does things with this sort of loud kind of squawky kind of voice, you know, he uh, really kind of sold the facial expressions in the shark cage, you know, that I thought was a different side of him that I hadn't seen. Um, But yeah, in terms of the match, yeah. This looked like it hurt like hell for both these guys. I mean, that big chair conglomerate, you know, when it was sort of built up. Um, yeah. Which they did yeah. a great
2: job of making us forget about that. Yeah. Up yeah. Until, it, like the last few minutes when they finally showed it. Like I'd even forgotten about it. Oh, like, oh, yeah. I thought it
0: just had fallen over yeah. from some unrelated earthquake. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, no, I thought this was, you know, definitely, uh, you know, definitely really exciting showcasing kind of just the best of both these guys. And, yeah, I mean, both guys took a real beating. You know, this one kind of existed sort of in between the, you know, the Mankind and the Triple H one was a lot more extreme. And the Cena, Lesnar, um, Rollins one was very wrestling match. And while this one was a little bit more toward wrestling match than the Mankind and, and uh, Triple H, again, you know, with just kind of the outside of the ring stuff with uh, just, you know, it wasn't super bloody, but just, you know, man, like a lot of those like spots with weapons and stuff looked like they hurt like hell great analysis from you big mike i'll call you by your name big
2: mike i can't even remember if we said this on air or off air but you said that the 2021 rumble match between reigns and ko was better maybe but uh what did you think about this one just was this your first time watching it since the initial show yeah or yeah okay?
5: i was i was watching this back in college
2: yeah and i watched um, this live too at the time but uh yeah. first time i'd seen it since
5: And uh, so like it it was honestly like this is how I was introduced to Jericho like with the short hair so it was just like oh like this is like pretty nice like I I know this Chris Jericho like this Chris Jericho is like kind of like an asshole.
0: Comparatively, or, a but, or a
5: butthole, like or a, a butt or a butthole, but it like looks like a butthole. Yeah, yeah. But like yeah. the the Jericho and like AW is like pretentious. Like I'm the legend, Chris Jericho, and like yeah. here here he's more of just like I'm like I'm like too cool to be here. Yeah, like maybe he was like this is like the end of his WWE run. Like, I'm not sure if Bo knows this, but like within six months he like never wrestles in WWE
0: again. He went to New Japan, right? Yeah. Like. You know. Well, and he
2: just took some time away, didn't mm-hmm. he? He did like one house show thing, I believe. That, but like he was off television. Yeah. After yeah. He like stopped. Yeah,
5: and he, he wrestled in the greatest mm-hmm. Royal Rumble, but that like, was
2: yeah. That was with, a- his,
5: with his New Japan shirt. Like, yeah. clearly, <laughs> is just like a, I don't need to be here. I'm just yes. getting paid like so, so much money. Yep. Yeah. And. Uh, and yeah, this was like at the time like Roman reigns is a completely different performer now.
0: Yeah. No, no, that was one thing I noticed too. I mean, he had like his big, like the shield Kevlar, you know, like body armor SWAT team kind of outfit thing going on. Yeah. Um, And like,
5: he's so much more confident now. It seems it's, Mm -hmm. it's kind of just like when that shield plate came off, like he was kind of like released in like some sort of like, ethnocentric way of just like i'm like released from like the shackles of the shield and like he can be his own person because like roman reigns is ripped and the fact that they hid that for, for so like,
2: long yeah. six
5: years is kind of insane because same like, thing
2: with Tamatonga in new japan like guy is fucking shredded and had a similar gear as reigns frankly and it wasn't until this year that he started showing off that sexy physique but yeah you're absolutely right like completely different reigns guy here even though he'd already won the belt multiple times you know he'd won a royal rumble but i, I even made a note here because i think one of the announcers said something about him being the guy and my note is he's still struggling to be the guy here you know like it took him quite a while to truly get to the top despite yeah. WWE pushing him as the top guy for yeah. many years. It
5: took the government inventing COVID-19 for him to be the guy.
2: Whoa, really- whoa, a little <laughs> controversial here, Big Mike. Uh, but right. you're absolutely right. I mean, it, it About took- the government,
5: that's, that's right, Brett. I right am right about the government. <laughs>
2: It took him yeah, becoming it... the tribal chief, goddammit. Well, you know what
0: happened, Mike, in Wuhan? Aaron Sorkin, you know... <laughs> no, we got to we work. gotta
2: move past this. You mean you got to whoop past it? <laughs> Hey-oh! Oh, hey oh
5: I saw South Park. That's a documentary.
2: <laughs> but, no, all good points. Let's get into it here. Um, before mm-hmm. the bell, we, of course... And, actually, let me step back just a second, because... Um, I just loved this team of as they called Team Chris and Kevin. Uh, yeah. Those two. That's what it, really. That's it. <laughs> at wow. least at that time. <laughs> yeah. Um. Like I just thought they were great. Yeah. They always interfered on each other's behalves and always were able to sneak away with the win. But. The union was so fucking great. I mean, Jericho, one of my favorites of all time, and KO still today and always has been for several years, my favorite WWE guy. Um, So just love the dynamic between these two that eventually broke up at the Festival of Friendship, what, about a month or so later in one of the best sketches, for lack of a better term, segments in WWE history, in my opinion.
0: And um, wasn't, like, in the promo stuff that real bushy guy? Was that Sami Zayn?
5: That was Mick Foley. Mick oh, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> yes, Mick Fo- Commissioner Mick Foley, the one that forced them to have the shark cage. Yeah. If you could see Bo's face right now.
0: Yeah, that that was the same Mick Foley that, that you Sammy watched her. <laughs> I thought it was Mick Foley there for a second. I was like, God oh, damn, that guy lost a lot of weight. Yes, you know? he, and so he just, was looking
2: really good there. And,
0: and so I just circled back around. I was like, that can't be him. I was like, yep. maybe it's like a Sami Zayn, but just with like darker hair and bushy. <laughs> yeah, you know? maybe
5: if he just changed his own complexion, that'd be Sami
3: Zayn.
2: It's the mm-hmm. same old sure. Cactus Jack that we just talked about two matches ago, in fact. Um, but okay, let's get to it. They attack him before the bell, of course. And Reigns is able to fight off Owens and get Jericho into the cage. And I loved that moment when he's just ascending. And he's just like, no! No! <laughs> it's just classic, classic Jericho right there. He's just acting like a petulant child. But yeah. And then KO attacks Reigns and we're off and running. They quickly end up into the crowd. And I made the note that Reigns hits him with a Tensa barrier on International Row. They called it something else, but I just... Oh, there's, like, Stanchions, I think is what they called it. But I believe the company... It's called, like, a Tensa Barrier is, like, the proper name. <laughs> I only know that a from... The Tensa working. Barrier? Yeah, it's anyway. weird name. And I just love that they called it International Row, where they had all the international announce tables. And they even got a little mention of Funaki. what do you think about Funaki, Big Mike? I mean...
5: What is what is there to say about Funaki that hasn't already been said <laughs> multiple times in the past? I mean, guys, a, a legend, guys, a legend in the cruiserweight division of the 04 to O seven SmackDown division.
2: There we go. That's exactly what yeah, I. But you
5: know, I like Sean Deng of the Mandarin commentary team. You go, Sean Deng.
2: <laughs> is it any relation to Luol Deng? That's offensive. What? <laughs> I do. Now that you mention it, I do remember the name Sean Dang. Sean, yeah, Sean,
5: Dang. Sean Dang of the of the Mandarin commentary team.
2: Yeah. Well, Reigns uh, throws the top of the Nazi announced table onto K.O. <laughs> <laughs> and then slams his head on the German announced table. Uh, but K.O. counters it, throws Reigns into the steps, and he just starts dismantling the Spanish announced table. And then, according to Corey Graves, he gets an artillery of chairs, and he just starts going to work on the
0: ribs. Just building a fort. Yeah. Well, at first he
2: starts just hammering reins in the ribs, and Mm -hmm. then he starts setting them up. And it's
5: which can't hurt that much when he has that chest.
0: (laughs) chest Yeah. That's well, why I had the, to
2: hit him ten times.
0: Well, in the ribs—that was the thing that they were selling the most. Like, I don't yeah. know if he had like a rib injury going into this, but yeah, one you know, well, even like, it was when all he, about that.
2: And we'll get there. But even when he does the frog splash later, like Michael Cole, while in midair, he's like, "On oh, those ribs!" <laughs> like I noted <laughs> that, thought it was pretty funny. Um, but then Reigns is able to break it up. But then KO, if you recall, just picks up a monitor and fucking just slams him with it, cannonball into the barricade. Then he starts stacking the chairs again, and we start to get our first attempt here at uh, slamming through said chairs. Um, KO's going for the apron bomb, Reigns breaks free, he's trying to suplex him into it, and then he starts teetering on the ropes, um, but then he's able to hammer KO with a couple... Of clotheslines, and then we get our first viewing of the cage. I noted Mm -hmm. here, it's like we get our first reminder that Jericho's even up there because they were brawling outside for so long. It's like they kind of forgot.
0: Yeah, he kind of was you know absent there for a little, but I mean he got his moment there, like the pre-bell ring, you know, like that 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 little skirmish. Yeah,
2: absolutely, Big Mike. You got anything to add here, or should I just keep rolling?
5: I mean, what more is there to say about Funaki?
2: That's good. That's good. Um, and then we get our first, or no, we have a backstabber by Ko, and then he gets he shoves the table out of the ring. And Then we get our first Ko mocking reigns of with the, which I'm sure will sound great on audio there. Uh, mm. But always gotta love Ko doing the mock job. Uh, But he's met by a big sit down power bomb. And then I had the note that Jericho starts shaking the cage as well. So he's starting to make his presence known more. And now we get set up for the table spot. Um, Rain sets it up. He hits him with the drive by sets up the table. um, But then he gets hit with multiple super kicks by KO. And we get our second big uh, table spot in consecutive matches. Not quite the air time that Seth Rollins got, but still pretty impressive frog splash by the big man
0: here. Oh, yeah, and, and this is a lot more kind of in line with just KO's body type, you know. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like, you know, something that would be, at least from a viewer's standpoint, more damaging. Or the bump I wouldn't want him to take would be a big old flop from that guy.
2: Yeah, I mean, and yeah, he, he's a deceptively great athlete for his is for, for 200 for title.
0: 270 pounds is yeah. what they what they had said yeah he's definitely you know.
2: trimmed down a little bit more now but yeah i mean even at his biggest like he's always been a deceptively great athlete but yeah. big mike what do you think about the big frog splash
5: um he hits it, the the bullfrog splash as it's as it's called with kevin oh Collins.
2: yeah i forgot yeah
0: what about the cane toad splash you like that one
2: well yeah. i'm not
5: yeah sure why not
0: on.
2: So then he gets a two count after rolling him back in the ring. And then I have that. He just unloaded on him with a couple of chair shots to the back. Like these were harder than the ones prior. Cause he had to break through that fucking Kevlar, but then Reigns starts unloading lariats on him in the corner. They're exchanging some shots in the middle of the ring. And then KO throws Reigns into the chair, into the corner for the two. And now we get our moment with Jericho chucking the brass knuckles down to KO because you knew he mm-hmm. couldn't just stand idly by up there and do nothing, right?
0: No, I mean, I thought he was going to sort of be more like a bird in a cage and, you know, tweet and say, Polly want a cracker or something what like that. What about a rat in a cage? Yeah, what, yeah. Uh, The Smashing Pumpkin song?
2: Yeah, my good friend, Mr. Cardigan.
0: Yeah. What do you think about that?
2: Yeah, what do you think about that? Big Mike? DDP? <laughs> What'd you think about him chucking out the fucking nooks?
5: I mean, I thought that he was gonna escape. Yeah. The cage, but, like, but then Jericho uh, isn't the slimmest of of guys. But is hey.
0: it even possible, like, like a fall hey. from that height? Like, because I mean, that thing's pretty. You know, it's like pretty high. Like I it's think what? it's higher than the you know the Extreme Rules ring where that second sort of you know area was. You know, I feel like that was higher than that. You know, so that would just be taking just a straight fall. You know,
2: well, Jericho's a good enough uh, athlete that he could land gracefully, right? Well, no, funny enough, I, I again hadn't seen the match in six years. I thought he escaped, (laughs) even like it, even having seen the match. Like, I could, I said it earlier when we were with Azar, like, I couldn't remember how this ended. So I was like a first time viewer again down the stretch here. Mm -hmm. Um, but we're almost there. i've
5: got stuff to say about the the ending oh yeah oh yeah
2: do you want to just say it
5: so at the end the at the end roman reigns is like about to about to win he's got kevin owens down And then oh my god, who's that? It's Braun Strowman. Not too many people look like Braun Strowman. I don't mean Michael Cole saying who's that? Like he doesn't know what Braun Strowman (laughs) looks like. Braun Strowman looks there's only one person who looks like that in the world.
2: Is that's all you got? Yeah,
5: I was I was I was upset. Couldn't you tell?
2: Like Ethan Page? Yeah. Very Like well, Drake, I'm
5: well, upset. $50,000 on my neck, that's just respect. Shut
2: up. So before that, um, we get a shot of the chair structure for the first time in quite mm-hmm. a while. Yes. And KO attempts to su- suplex him through it, but Reigns blocks him, hits him with a Superman punch, and he fucking just slowly falls back into the chairs, which was classic. And... <clears throat> Then he clears the Reigns clears the announce table, power bombs KO through it. And then this is the moment literally where I'm like, I don't know what's gonna happen here. I know Re- or I know KO wins this match, mm-hmm. but I clearly forget how. And then here comes Who is that? I couldn't tell either. Braun Strowman. Um he drags Reigns out of the ring and I'm like, what the fuck is his beef with him? But I guess he and Lesnar had fucked up Reigns previously or something. Um, but he choke slams him through the German announce table and he power slams him into the table, into the corner, and the good old KO drags his arm over for the three count, and Jericho's like jumping up and down like a little boy afterwards.
0: Thoughts? Yeah, Braun Strowman's pretty lame. <laughs> yeah, <it was> kind <laughs> of of I mean, mean really I mean, a it, shit finish. Yeah, I mean like I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm not really dialed into this story and like, maybe if I were, I could understand like, you know, why Braun Strowman would have come in there and if it would be like compelling, but, uh, and I thought he looked like a bit of a goon, you know, and I think like, you know, that at least for me undercut, you know, um, you know, what was a, a really great match? You know, I just, you know, I think it's just more of my personal feelings of Braun Strowman shining through, but, but yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. It, obvious, I mean, it was a cheap finish, but it had to be, you know, but yeah, they could have done something a little better, more creative than that, you know, with Jericho even yeah. on just the brass knuckles. Like, yeah, I mean, I've in rewatching really liked the match. Definitely. Um, I'd have to watch that rumble 21 one again. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't remember that one as well, other than the fucking golf cart hit, which I'll never forget. Uh, but yeah, great match. And yeah, like you guys said, a bit of a sh- weak finish, but, Obviously rains had to go down somehow, but Big Mike overall uh take on the match and uh what were your thoughts when I asked you to watch this one of all? Were you excited? Were you like,
5: eh? I was a little confused. I'm not gonna lie, Brett. Well, I mean, does it make I sense like, now? It makes sense.
2: Okay. But I
5: was just like, ugh, why this one? Why not like literally the match that happens next?
2: Which was what? Andrew oh no, it was two, two from man. it was two from now. There was one in between. Well, so I'd given Azar, like, a few different matches to choose from, that being one of them, um, but he picked the one we just did, Rollins, Cena, Lesnar. Oh, which so I was... he,
5: he got a pick, and I got stuck with, like, a match as a shitty finish?
0: That's correct, yes. That's correct. Yeah, how do you feel about that?
5: It's just make me hate wrestling more, more <clears throat> bunch of Jagger.
0: Well, huh. you know, much like much like this match, we're gonna make sure that this um, little segment is last, so this episode has a shitty finish.
3: Think <laughs> <laughs> about that, Micah.
2: <laughs> I don't know if there's any better way to end it than that. <laughs> well, we'll give big, mm-hmm. we'll give DDP a chance here to end it even on an even shittier
0: note. What do uh, you here think? comes? Here, he's gonna bring out Braun Strowman, aren't you? What does he look like? Describe him. He looks like the genie from Aladdin if he were white and a trucker, doesn't he?
5: <laughs> <laughs> he looks like if the genie from Aladdin won to January 6th.
2: Oh, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Jeez. Jeez. Well, this has been fun. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's so late. <laughs> It's nine twenty-five PM here. Did then. I get up
5: at I get at four thirty now? I'm an old man.
0: Oh yeah, no I, on Talk my school time. days I've been I've been five AM. It's been it's yeah. Yeah. I think well, I don't have to do it tomorrow.
2: Well, I guess this is the finish of the episode here. So uh if we don't want to end it on a shitty note, uh, you got anything to say, you little ding dong pecker?
3: Yeah.
5: Um, I don't know. What do you want me to say?
2: Why would I tell you what to say?
5: Oh,
3: You're...
5: okay. Hold on. Let me look up my 2022 matches because Brett has a problem with them, I guess.
2: Uh, what?
5: Brett has a problem with my 2022 matches, I guess.
2: No, you just stopped liking wrestling.
5: That is that is only half the truth.
0: No, Michael, why don't you read your top 2022 matches off? I'm interested in hearing. Okay. Okay. Ready? Go.
5: Did you stop recording?
2: Oh, I no, thought he re- was going to. No no no, sure. no, 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 no,
0: no, 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 we're, no, no. We're recording. Go ahead.
5: All right. Let me pull it up. Okay. God, you watch so much, Fred
3: <laughs> 600. Are you... what?
5: Jesus. All right. <laughs> Number one.